Hello, loyal comic book readers, and welcome to another episode of Off the Rack. I'm Sal. And I'm Tiffany. I guess I shouldn't be saying another episode. It sounds like, oh, another episode. No, no. Welcome to an all-new, extra-special, unmatched episode of Off the Rack, the comic book review show, where I am Sal, and this is Tiffany, my wife, and we chat about comic books. I know we just introduced ourselves, but I'm trying new things. I know. I'm feeling a lot of pressure now with that opening. Like, this has got to be, like, a heck of an episode. I think it will be, because they all are. And if you are interested in watching us review books that have come out over a year ago, you should be watching all the episodes of Off the Rack. If this is your first episode, you've got hundreds of episodes to get through. Uh, Not to mention all the old episodes that were on our other channel, uh, youtube.com slash comic Make sure to subscribe to this channel and uh, click the bell for notifications and all the other GD nonsense that YouTube makes us go through in order to uh, let us keep doing this. Uh, Also, if you want to help sponsor today's show, you can sponsor our show by using the Super Chats. Ask a question or comment, we'll read it here on the show. It'll be part of the show forever, and it'll help to keep all the riffraff out. I don't want to have to shill for some company that wants... I will. Oh, I know, I will. I'll do it in a heartbeat, especially if they pay me better than you guys do, so (laughs) make sure to outbid them. (laughs) Do not listen to Sal. He doesn't know what he's talking about. I know exactly what I'm talking about. I do this for a living. But uh, yeah, so we got we got tons of comic books. We talk about, of course, the news and reviews and recommendations. We also have a book of the week, which we've been consistently doing over the last three episodes. That's that's all me. Let's be honest. Yep. Let's, who's who's who is it? It's me. I just, it's you. Yeah, you're you're I'm the brains behind the outfit. I you, am not. Tiffany is the reason why back issues exist uh, on our sister channel youtubecom slash comicpop. Tiffany is the reason why the off the rack kept going. Uh, I got to I had to tell the story about how like off the rack used to be like pre-recorded mm-hmm. and uh, and then one day Ethan took me out to dinner like he was breaking up with me and he was like and he was I can't read comic books on a weekly basis anymore you got you you this has to end yeah and I was like okay and he, I'm like are you quitting the whole thing he's like no no I just don't want to do this and I'm like oh well you could have just texted me that <laughs> I think that's really sweet it was super that cool shows like respect no Ethan like, is friendship. the most respectful and professional member of the channel we have a hundred percent and I was the one who was like what okay I, I think it's because I'm, I'm very afraid of conflict and I'm risk avoidant and I was like oh you mean that show that half the audience watches you don't want to do it anymore that's fine <laughs> We like that half the audience, but I love this lot. half of the audience. Well, we I think we built up a brand new half of that audience. We, we've right. completely we like engineered a whole. a whole new group of people who are here for live conversations about comics. Because you're the best. No, you're the best. I meant the audience. Oh yes, no, they're the best. <laughs> you're but, also fine. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> but yeah, so in terms of news, uh, Wait, before we get into the comic book uh, the world, news, reviews and previews. Uh, unfortunately, we have a little bit of sad news. Uh, one of uh, one of our illustrious uh, veterans of the comic book industry, uh, Ramona Freyden, passed away. Creator of Metamorpho, and uh, just working all the way to the end. Like she was a brilliant artist and uh, creator, and just a positive voice in the field of comics. Passed away at the age of ninety-seven. So she was like really uh, she held in for the long haul. And uh, yeah, it's just just a wonderful, incredible uh, talent. A lot of really, uh, you know, key members of the industry came out in support of her passing and uh, in support of her, her, you know, identity as a person and and as a creator. And, you know, just, yeah, wonderful person and uh, sorely missed. Um, Mm. And her contributions will not be forgotten. Um, In fact, her uh, creation, Metamorpho, will be appearing in a friggin movie. In a Superman movie of all things, uh, within you know a year or so, but uh, yeah. Uh, in addition to that, uh, DC announced that there's going to be a book called Absolute Power, an event that's coming out in the next uh, little while. I believe in the summer of 2024. Uh, it is going to be written by Mark Wade with art by Dan Mora, and it's like, oh yeah, uh, duh. The 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 creative team behind Batman, Superman, World's Finest, 
is being elevated to essentially like what the status quo of DC should be. Yeah, makes perfect sense I, to me. I feel like there are some writer artist combos that just go hand in hand, right? Mm -hmm. I feel like Wade and Mora are really getting up there. They are. And like, Inevitably, people, I think, will be talking about them like they do Snyder Capullo. Yeah, I think so. I think especially if uh, DC does their due diligence, say that three times fast, but <laughs> and, you know, really sells the world's finest brand harder than they have. Yeah. I'm happy to see that it went from like the little book that could to everyone's favorite DC book. Like literally people were talking about uh, how no one's reading this book, myself included. And I, and I was reading the book, but I was telling people like, yo, you got to read this book. And I heard through the grapevine, that the book was not selling very well. And now I don't know how the book's selling, but I do know that uh, it is more beloved than ever. It's 24 issues. It's one of the longest running series at DC at this point, consecutively without any relaunches or anything, right. which means one's on the horizon, I'm sure. Unless no. it was at Marvel, in which case after six issues, it got rebooted. Uh, that way you can keep that trajectory going down. But yeah, I'm I'm thrilled that this team is given an opportunity to like put it on the big screen. Let's go. Uh, absolute power. And it kind of like takes the ideas of uh, the last dawn of DC period, you know, like the elevation of Amanda Waller as a bad guy or as a main evil player in the DC universe to uh fail safe uh showing up and uh and 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 there's something happening with a with a female brainiac. I don't know. I don't know anything about that. I'm not reading These that are book. Stunning. Oh yeah, no, the pages from Dan Mora that oh, are released already. God. Yeah, I'm hyped. And uh and of this? course yeah. yeah, Superman falling. He will be selling this poster at the next convention yeah that he can yep yes wow yes instead of any uh once in future copies That's That's you will gorgeous. only see that poster and all of piece. his power ranger stuff in fact there's actually there, there's a beautiful moment in batman superman world's finest number 24 oh, that essentially about? shows you wow. the uh future of the kingdom come universe and it is basically just like oh dan moore also wanted to draw everybody as power rangers and so everybody's got like crazy helmets and like mm -hmm. fun armor and it's okay. like yeah dan moore couldn't help himself i get it uh but yeah another series uh has continued to be amazing uh i i actually was remarking on uh, to myself of course as i often am when i'm reading comic books uh that the while it was fun to see the kingdom come universe through the eyes of a young in canon batman and superman it's being retconned of course mm -hmm. but uh I, I was like this doesn't really line up you know I, I don't really recognize this kingdom come universe all these characters that have that are dead all these other like factors of course the reveal that uh boy thunder is actually magog like all that stuff i'm like well, what is this right and uh, I think for my money, Wade manages to uh, use this one issue and go, shoom, 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 shoom. oh, okay. Yeah, that fits. It all happened. Fine. Uh, I love it. Wow. Uh, yep. That's we great. see uh, Darkseid versus Gog. We see the ascension slash declination of Magog. We see Batman and Superman being friends and yeah. working together. We see the evolution of the Kingdom Come universe. I mean, just seeing Dan Mora draw Darkseid is like, oh, uh, yeah, that's something I want to see more of. Uh, what a shame. Mora of. Mora of. What a shame that he's going to be drawing some like Brainiac thing instead of more Darkseid. But you know what? You got to cool Darkseid off. Darkseid has been a key player in everything for the last, like, what, 15, 20 years? Yeah. Let's, let's, let's cool off. Um, I remember when, like, it was a novelty, like when Darkseid was like a major evil player in the DC animated universe, and it was like, yeah, that's awesome. But of course, that's because you have Michael Ironside playing him. But yeah, uh, Batman Superman World's Finest number twenty-four. Buy it. Buy this entire series. Go back. Pick up uh, one through twenty-four. It's totally worth your money and time. Do it. Uh, yeah. Uh, in addition to that, um, DC has also moved 
their release date well, they will be i think it's not yeah it's happening. not happening right now yeah but soon uh very soon uh dc will be releasing their comic books on wednesdays along with the rest of the effing world and uh and none too soon i know that retailers are finally like yay i don't have to like work an extra day or hear about it from like three people who come into my store going like how come all the dc books aren't on the shelves right now um but yeah I'm, i think it's great good for them uh for writing a wrong like why don't change it at all right 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 but if you have to do anything change it back and so they did that's just nice it's like good idea good yeah. thinking a lot of good decisions being made uh over there at this point you know from a big event to changing it uh your, your release days to you know collaborating with marvel on books that have been out of print oh is this like a is 2024 new year new them i hope so that's all new awesome. all different dc who knows i like that but yeah, so that's cool. Yeah. Uh, what else we got? What other new books did uh, came out this week? Oh, okay. is that for for news? I think so. Okay. Unless there's anything you heard. I didn't hear anything. I haven't heard anything ever. Mm, that's it's well. Welcome to said. the land of the hearing. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for having me here. No, it's great. Um. Yeah. All right. So uh, Luke Cage came out this week. Uh, oh, we did it. Yep. Number four of four. So this is the last of the gang war Luke Cage tie-in okay. series, right? Uh, I had continued reading this because I wanted to support there being a Luke Cage presence because I'm like, hey, you know what? Luke Cage should have like either an ongoing or the occasional mini. I think you can do a lot with a mini without it being insulting. I yes. think it, the mini allows um, some writers to show their best stuff. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and you can make a really big impact. It's like, it's in and out leaves you wanting more. Totally. Like I see nothing wrong with that. In fact, until Jed McKay came on the Doctor Strange book, that was really where I was like, we should just be doing minis. Uh -huh. <laughs> like we should be doing mini series for some of these characters because that gets a has an opportunity to shine a light on it without DC having or Marvel or DC having to worry about like, hey, like is this going to sell? Is should I bother to retain these writers and artists for that long? Yeah. No, you just know like, hey, it's going to be eight issues, ten issues, six issues, whatever the story needs, mm -hmm. right? Um, that said, like in a week of really really strong books this one wasn't my favorite. It, it's not, it, it could be maybe in another week, it would have shown a little brighter. Yeah. Um, but it's also like tethered to this ongoing story. So they can't really do much in it Yeah. because this isn't the book where they're going to get rid of the vigilante, like, you know, legislation. Yeah. They're not going to do that in this book, even though this is definitely the book. It would make sense to do it in. Luke is the mayor. Right. But like, I don't blame the team on, uh, on like this book for that decision. I don't think they had a choice. I think mm -hmm. they're just like doing the, like the story that they're allowed to do within their four issues uh, of course written by rodney barnes with art by uh ramon f box mm -hmm. um but yeah this is just a big fight we get a little like you know hey let's look at luke you know coming up in his old like power man suit suit outfit thing mm -hmm. um he had like the armor he's you know fighting you know smythe's smith smythe yeah yeah um spider, know, spider slayer new sentinel style bots and inevitably he loses that armor and he just goes, you know, I'm Luke, Cage. Luke Cage and yeah. like wears like his, you know, regular clothes, gets rid of the other costume, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, you know, like at the end of the day, they win. And, and there's like a lot of nice messages in this mm. in, in terms of like working collaboratively with like. It's interesting. I'm not sure what the message is here, because like I, I, the more I think about it, the more I'm like the cops in this were um portrayed as being like we're following the letter of the law so that means we have to deal with the vigilante you know issues and yet these are also police who are willing to charge into the fray and like actually you know try to protect people versus like these robots you know yeah. so like 
in this, like, Cage is like, well, are you going to arrest us over this? He's like, listen, if we live through this, we'll we'll see. Right. right. Like, and at the end of the day, they're like, listen, like, this this whole thing's stupid. Yeah. And so we should all be working together. Agreed. Yeah. And I was like, all right, cool. Yeah, there's, I agree with that. There's, but there's like, a message of collaboration, but I don't know how that sits necessarily. I haven't really thought too much about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, this book really should have been the book where they got rid of the legislation because you're dealing with the mayor yeah, and they're not allowed to do it. And so I think they just had to kind of finish this issue out yep. and move on. Like they're not allowed to do a whole lot. Yeah. You can't have like a crucial moment or plot point happen in gang war in a tie-in. Yeah. But then again, there's no gang war book. So they're all tie-ins. So what book would it happen in? I guess Spider-Man, because if you're going to kill Kamala Khan or have any legislation passed, you got to have it happen in a Spider-Man book. Well, presumably, I mean, Spider-Man is specifically referenced where they're just like, you know, Spider-Man's the out there and like he's, you know, he's he's fighting for his life. So we got to all do the same. We got to come together as a city and fight back to take what, you know, our home, basically. Okay. And I'm like, that, that's very nice. It's a nice sentiment. I do wish that this book could have maybe had a little more natural conclusion because they talked so much about the Vigilante Act. I was like, oh, that's interesting. I think they're going to take care of it in this issue yeah. or in this book. And they're like, nah, we can't, nah. We can't do that. Yeah. Um, Makes sense. But, you know, it was fun to visit with Luke and, you know, Jess and Danny and, and everybody else. Like, it was just fun to see them. I do like the Luke-Jess relationship and I do wish we had more of it. Yep. Um, but I noticed, on uh, I, don't, I don't know if Comixology, when they display Amazon, but Comixology displays their books. Yes. It's like the bottom one is the is related is or the something. Least selling. Oh, I don't know, but they was definitely down like on yeah. the bottom of the Marvel listings. Right. I was like, mm, like when we up. use we use League of Comic Geeks for their like solicitations and stuff. Yeah, and, like, I don't know if like they're in. There's no rhyme or reason seemingly to the order. Yeah. is it in like order of highest pre orders or I sales? Assumed, yeah, or like highest like like rated or I mean seeing Batman and Ultimate Spider-Man kind of neck and neck I'm like yeah that makes sense to me and it makes sense to me if like oh I don't know like uh not not to disparage the tomato can but that being the last one it's like yeah okay never heard of that or that publisher so it makes sense to me if that was like the lowest selling book of the week um if they're putting it in order to that right but you know like it was like the end it's over we're done um but you know it was fun it's just in a week of really strong books it just didn't yeah but there were a lot of books this week there were a lot of books this week this was a week where i was like my wallet yeah <laughs> like this was a this was a hard week and not because there was like bad stories it's just there was a lot yes it's just a lot this week yeah no it's true speaking of uh super chats not really but uh, tony connor says come up woo Here's your amalgam event, Infinity Crisis. Eobard Thawn kidnaps and kills Access, trying to get the Infinity Stones. P.S. What do you all? What you all do matters. F. Pariah, live forever. Thank you very much. Yeah, Tony. appreciate it. Tony knows what's up. Yeah, no argument there. Tony is is officially a super fan. Yeah, I like the <laughs> idea of Eobard Thawn being in a crisis. Right. Uh, yeah. How come? How do we tie in? We, I feel like we need to tie in like Quicksilver and Eobard mm. somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Quicksilver's never been as fast as any Flash. Okay. Fine. But that, maybe that's part of the thing. He's like, something's wrong. Yeah. Like, it's almost like the speed force is leaching into the Marvel Universe. Yeah, that'd be great. And he's like, something's wrong. Like, right. I'm out of control. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be really cool. I'd love the idea that, like, suddenly Quicksilver was really fast. Right. Or faster. You know, he's the fastest man alive. Right. And Aobar shows up and, like, you know, he's like, hey, you, know, you have fun with it. Right, exactly. Let me show you what you can do with this. Yeah. Let me lead you down the path that rocks. I mean, <laughs> Perez says, hi, Sal, hi, Tiffany. Uh, hi. Really enjoying us uh, so far. Uh, this kind of Ultimate Spider-Man. This yes. is kind of decompressed storytelling I enjoy. Really cool to see you on the Comic Pals channel. Yeah, they're good. They're good folks. I'm glad That's they right. invited me. 
the the red samurai thanks for your generosity did you guys read world's finest last week what an incredible story fingers crossed you and benny do a video about mark wade's run would love to see uh wade do solo superman and batman runs in his timeline maybe a justice league too if you've actually ever seen wade come on the channel before uh he talks about how he's like eh, i don't really want to do a batman story like he likes batman but he doesn't want to do a batman book good for he's, him just doesn't have any interest in it <laughs> that's like super refreshing i know i know he's not like i have a uh stop me for this before but i uh i have a really great idea for a batman story it involves the joker and it's the biggest effing joker story you've ever heard in your life uh yeah uh, he doesn't know he doesn't really connect with batman so he's like no i don't really i don't really like i love that i know i like that too it also helps that it's like you're mark wade you have a, you have a legacy you don't need to like worry about what uh you don't need to like suddenly make yeah. a batman book in order to get your brand out there yeah um but yeah um benny and i could do a video or we could do one here and it'd be much better cool man cottenham says wanted to ask why back in the day you only did the first half of ultimates one on the couch and not the second half with the alien invasion did you get confused with ultimates two which is about loki uh, I'm sure I did. It was a hundred years ago. And the reality is I only do the books that I had on hand. And if I only had the first half of the book and that's what we did. Mm. Uh, Hulkzilla, happy Monday. You guys got the chance to read ultimate Spider-Man two and found it to be really wholesome and funny. Hope you guys have read some fun and enjoyable books too. Well, let's find out. I also read James Bond 007 number two from Garth Ennis and Rafa Labosco from uh, dynamite. Uh, I was like, yeah, let me keep reading this. It's a Garth Ennis book. It's like 007 series. It's, in its own universe, its own book, its own version of these characters. And, uh, you know, it, it reads like a 007 book. Yeah. Can we just be, can I just say what I hope everyone else is thinking? Uh, I can't believe you're reading a James Bond book. Well, I've seen every James Bond movie outside of the Daniel Craig movies. I'm just movies. saying, you know, you know, you're reading Transform, you were reading it's, Transformers, you're reading GI Joe, and now you're reading 007. What is happening? It's Garth Ennis. All right. You know, I want to see what Garth Ennis has to say. And okay. like, you know, it's like it, it's very dry and it uh, very this uh, this issue in particular was very wordy and dry and it introduced some tenements like like uh, or tenants like Felix was introduced in it. Uh, we see yeah they, they, it's 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 very it reads and feels very much like a 007 James Bond movie mm. like an older one where okay. you know here's the problem and it's ridiculous you know like the so uh, the the Soviets invented a cold bomb the English stole it the Soviets detonate it and now we have to deal with it because it's out there and. And then they say that like a hundred times in different places. You know, like Moneypenny and M have a conversation about it. And Felix and James Bond have a conversation about it. And like the bad guys have a conversation about it. And it's just the same shit over and over again. But everyone's saying it in different ways. And I'm like, oh, like as a kid, you think James Bond is like impenetrable and adult. And then you watch one and you're like, no, it's not. It's super simple. It's like super really dry and boring because everyone's saying the same shit over and over and over and over again. It's the same stuff, but they're saying it with British accents in different locales, you know? Like, only one of them is taking place in, like, some place that's relatable, like Louisiana. Like, it's all just in, like, oh, we're in Moscow, or we're in Istanbul, or we're in Timbuktu, and, you know, uh, the, 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 the MacGuffin is going to blow up the such and such, and James Bond is going to hit some woman probably that's the you know that's the movie series i like james bond a lot but it's just like you know it's not a it's ain't, it ain't rocket science except for the ones about rocket science and, uh, this is fine like you know it's it is it, it replicates the experience of like watching an old james bond movie which is kind of fun um but are, it's, you, are you is this your last one you think I'll read the third one because I think that it, I think it needs, I think it needs these kinds of, like every James Bond movie needs those scenes. Like those, the okay. dry, boring conversation. Um, but 
you know, it's that's what it is. Okay. I wouldn't be surprised if like sales drop down, but it's it, it, it it's weird because it's Garth Ennis, right? And people are like, oh my god, what's Garth gonna do? And it's like he's gonna tell a James Bond story. Like he, this is clearly just his spec script for like a James Bond movie that he wrote. Like sure. when he was probably like nineteen. Sure, sure. Um, okay. But yeah, I, I dig it. You know, and the art's fun, and it got super violent out of nowhere. You know, like James Bond is falling from a great height after like having beaten a bunch of assassins in like a lower level of the room. And so he's like, oh, well, and like lands on the dude's head feet first and just crushes his head. And just like, whoa. And you're and then you remember like, oh, yeah, like unlike the movies, which can never get dark lest they, you know, cross that line and suddenly can't be watched by children, despite the fact that no children would watch James Bond. Uh these comics can go really far. Like we could have like, like James Bond is one of like the sexiest franchises in the world. And yet there's no nudity and there's no like real sex scenes. They're all very, like very simple and prudist, you know, it's like, Oh, Oh no, they're kissing a lot. And then it's like, Oh, oh let's do the paid into a fireplace. And, uh, and I'm sure in this one, we're just, it's not going to be like that. It's going to be much more Frank and open about it. Uh, and, and I, and that's kind of fun in its own way. You know, it's like, oh yeah, James Bond murders like a hundred people per movie. And yet they all die like this. <laughs> so yeah, he crushed the dude's head and I'm like, right on. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks. That's a little bit more real. You know, James Bond is a racist in the first book and now he's a violent murderer in the second book. He was racist against Italians. So people, you know, no one got upset, but, uh, yeah, that's it. Because James Bond is a racist. Like, he's a xenophobic jerk. Right. At least in the Ian, Ian Fleming books. Right, right, But right. Uh, anyway, there you have it. James Bond. I'll, I'll read the third one. We'll see how it goes. Okay. Um, we, we had more Super Chats. Let, let me oh, see. Oh, sure. Uh, Ray Farr says, Compop Woo. I was Whoa. hanging out with a friend and saw she had a signed prince from Jim Stranko in her house. She said they were gifts from her mom. That's really oh, cool. Oh, what a cool gift. Yeah. I've seen Jim Stranko before. He's cool. I've never met him, but like I've seen him from afar. Ardwick, <laughs> there he is. Uh, Kamala Wu, uh, Wu been on a different schedule, so I haven't been able to catch you guys live. Hope you all are doing wonderful. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you. Welcome. Hope you are too. Question clarification Amalgam. Is it um, is it new Amalgam or a collection of the old Amalgam stuff? Thanks, friends. No problem, Ardwick. Uh Next question. No, I'm kidding. Uh, the question actually was uh, the, new, the new omnibuses. They're just reprints. Uh, the, there's going to be two omnibuses, which they shouldn't be named this. Okay, there's two omnibuses. The first one is called, or one of them is called Amalgam. It's DC versus Marvel Amalgam, I believe, but I think they're just calling it Amalgam. Okay. And that will include most of the Amalgam books. Okay. I used to say all, but Gerard Jones wrote a couple of them, so now it includes most of them. Okay. Because they cut out two of them, because Gerard Jones wrote some of them. I wonder how Mark Wade feels about having written half of those issues. So... That sucks, but and I said it sucks for a variety of reasons. For one thing, like why do creators have to freaking be horrible people? But what more important, like they want people I, to be horrible. I, people. Right, I, I don't. I'm, it's frustrating because I'm like, yeah, but those books exist. <laughs> you know I mean, like I don't. I think it's so that he doesn't get residuals. And it, that's, well, yeah, and I mean, like there, there's a difference between someone like making art and someone making art for a business like you know what i mean yeah like, no i know it, it's not like just a painting that's in a museum where like it's in the museum and that person's not making anything off of it yeah and, like, yeah no but this is to be studied and talked about and discussed and, yeah. because it's part of history and then there's 
the yeah. other element of like, well, I'm also a business. So well, and he's a business. So it's like, you know, uh, they reprint prime, like he's going to get a check and he's, if, if they reprint his books and the amalgam books are going to get a check and we don't want to do that. But I wonder, I, I question their like morality and whether it's the optics of it or if it's the genuine feeling of like mm. morality. But in any case, uh, so the amalgam book is only going to have like some of the amalgams, but honestly, yeah. like it's okay. It's the metal men book, whatever. But, uh, so the amalgam book is going to have all the amount, almost all the amalgams, and DC versus Marvel, one through four. Okay. Then there's another create uh, another omnibus coming out at the same time called DC versus Marvel. That one is going to collect all the crossovers that happened from the seventies okay. to the nineties. Yes. yes. So even, I guess that makes sense. It makes sense, but they should call it DC and Marvel because literally all of the crossovers, like all of the crossovers, out of all of them. None of them say character versus character. Oh. I put the, it's actually funny because when we do crossovers on back issues and it's Spider-Man and Batman or, you know, Superman and Silver Surfer, I'll put Spider-Man versus Batman mm -hmm. as the title. Cause I know that the audience is going to go sweet. That, well, then that's probably what they're banking on. But like they, the comic book industry never did that until they, until now where they're like, oh, DC Marvel. Well, it should be DC and Marvel because it's literally a co It's a co-production that they work together on, but we're going to call it DC versus Marvel, even yeah. though there's a book called DC versus Marvel and it will not be in the DC Marvel, the DC versus Marvel omnibus. DC versus Marvel is going to go into the amalgam omnibus, which is fine because it actually makes sense to be there because uh, technically, Amalgam takes place in between issues I three and four of DC versus Marvel. I think they're banking on the fact that everyone's going to buy both of them anyway. I think they should, but like also, so... please do. Uh, but yeah, no, the but anyway, so the DC versus Marvel Omnibus is going to have like Spider-Man. And actually, I think it is Spider-Man versus Superman because they do uh -oh. technically fight. But uh, Spider-Man and Superman, <laughs> Batman, Hulk, X-Men, Titans, but also stuff like Batman Punisher and Superman Fantastic Four and stuff like that. Okay. So that's that's the, the we're, we're not getting any new amalgams yet mm. and i don't know you know i know that there are some creators who have watched the show who might actually appear on the show uh, or shows like it on this channel and i can say solemnly as a uh, you know content creator on the internet uh that no one has told me anything about what's happening between dc and marvel no and like i don't think they ever would you're too excited about it. i am too excited <laughs> about it i was a little disappointed someone may have gotten a text message when i saw the news going for real you holding out on me? We've been talking about this for the last two years. And then I just see it about it on the news. And he's like, hey, yeah. yeah. Like, I thought we were pals. No, there's no way. There's no way. And he's can... like, yeah, I'm not. I, yeah. And I want to be employed. Yeah. No, you can't. You, no one can tell you about that or if they're doing something with Predator. Yeah. That's, those are the two things you can't tell Sal about. No. You can't. You should, it. though, because I'll, I'll hype it up for you. I promise. Would you be like, <laughs> I've never done that. I've I never know, done that. I, I there have been there's been stuff that's been announced, huge stuff, and maybe there's stuff that's huge that might one day come out that I've never said anything about. I know, where I've, where I've is, seen it, and I'm like, oh, you're like, this is different. Yeah, Marvel DC crossovers are a special spot for me. But different. like, and uh, as far as JLA Avengers goes, like you know, that's not in the in the in the uh, in the crossover collection, which is a real shame. But here here's what I want. Okay. What do you want? Two things. Yeah. A JLA Avengers oversized edition, like a like a like the hardcover they put out when they first did it. Yeah. Uh, DC has the rights to do that, so they could have done it at any time. It's a shame. But uh, 
you know, obviously Ike Perlmutter was the reason why they did, they, they limited it to like seven, 800 copies and why the most recent trade, which only came out a couple of years ago was like, like a thousand dollars on eBay, which is, you know, horrible and monsters for everybody. But, uh, I, I expect that with this, with the, with the omnibuses, we will probably see a reissue of the hardcover mm, of JLA okay. Avengers, which is a smart move. Yeah. Um, in addition to that, oh boy, uh, those of you out there who work in the like, uh, you know, at, at Dark Horse or IDW who make these oversized editions, um, Walt Simonson has been posting some uh, pages from the X Men Titans crossover uh, just because he has them, and uh, they're gorgeous looking. And I'm talking about the pages like pre color, you know, like just as sketches. Uh, make that too, just just the Titans X Men oversized edition. Uh, it's also a shame, and, I, and this is something I was talking about with uh, with another creator that um, the uh, a couple of them, Spider-Man, Superman, and Batman, Hulk specifically, mm-hmm. they're big. They're these bigger, larger format books. So when they own the omnibus, they're going to have to get shrunk down. Yeah. So it's a shame they can't do that. Maybe you could put out another a large edition of those. You're really getting greedy. I'm, I'm, look, I'm just. Uh, I'm just. I'm. If, uh, like, you're look, already getting two omnibuses, which I have pre-ordered. They're already they're already po- they're bought and paid for. Nice. They will arrive you put on your my money doorstep. Where your mouth was. Damn right. But uh, you know, I think that uh, that would make that would be nice. You know, even if it was just like a reprint, like a facsimile edition. I feel this feels a little like if you give a mouse a cookie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you give a Sal a crossover, <laughs> he's well, gonna I, want another. But my my thinking is, I think that everyone who works in the industry right now, who is over the age of thirty wants to do one mm. they want to do an amalgam and they want to do a crossover and if you have drawn up contracts to print omnibuses that are going to charge people 130 dollars a book cheaper if you order them someplace else you know like uh i'm sure in stock rates will have some but uh, i saw one store has them for like 30 percent off just google them but uh they're going to charge you 130 but like a, a book it's like well you know you have the contracts already in place let's 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 do the next one you know wouldn't it be nice to fill an entire omnibus of the new generation of amalgams slash crossovers jim lee drew the cover for the amalgam crossover or for the amalgam omnibus mm. that says that they're putting their money where the mouth is like jim lee didn't draw any of that crap back when he had every right to because like you know he was he was jim lee back then uh and he's still and he's just as jim lee now but like you know <laughs> but now he's in charge it's like dude come on you know mm-hmm. come on okay anyway because i don't think as jim lee i don't think i've ever seen a jim lee spider-man book a batman a batman spider-man jim lee would be uh would be pretty cool right okay we're 30 minutes in we've done three comics i know i'm sorry <laughs> uh i read nightwing number 111 what? uh nightwing 111 from tom taylor and sammy basri uh is more of the same which is uh good you know it's it's good stuff uh there's a uh there's a copycat killer in Gotham that's mimicking, that's killing people like the Heartless from Bloodhaven, and Batman's like, I'm gonna call my son Dick and set and 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 invite him to guide this case. And there's an orphan boy involved in the case, so <gasps> oh no, everyone's upset and everyone has personal stakes in it. It's great. It's just it was it's and it's just like it's it's nice. It's just a very nice book. Yeah. And you watch Batman and Nightwing working together well. You see Nightwing as a bastion of hope and like guidance for a young boy and and you see them detecting it's good stuff so pick up that book if you like uh nightwing if you if you love nightwing or batman you should read nightwing 111 it is worth your money nice um yeah 
I also read Superman 11. Wait, I have like so many books. All right, let's do it. How many books do you have left? Like four. I have like five more books. Let's do it. Let's okay. do it. Go for it. <laughs> Excuse me. I read X Force number 49 uh, came out this past week. Yay. This answers some questions, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, it's written by uh, Ben Percy with art by, I don't remember who it is. Gil. Gil. Uh, yeah. This, this, I mean, you know what it is? It's like we are like the, um, like, the omniscient presence are we no what are we are we that i don't know like as we're reading it like yeah. we know things that the other characters yes. don't know yeah so like obviously x-force doesn't know that this beast doesn't seem to be a bad beast right but when they discover that he's left they're like oops we we messed up now oh, no. now like this beast is clearly trying to run off and meet up with the other beast and who knows what they're gonna do so we better go track him down and kill him yes and i'm like please don't <laughs> Okay, well, we missed the mark on that one. Um, uh, could we not? Mm -hmm. So that's what X Force is doing. They're like, "Hey, it's fine," because like initially, initially, um, uh, Sage attempts to tell Wolverine that, like, well, before they find out that he's bailed, yes, that you know, because Wolverine's like, you know, this beast that you created, essentially, and brought back, has uh, in him the potential to become bad beast, right? Right. So, um, yeah, then she's like, by that same regard, uh, there's an alcoholic in me, so I can never be better. Right. Thanks, Wolverine. She's like, and a, like, you know, and a weapon X. Yeah, exactly. You're just nothing but a murderer. Right. And he's like, mm. and then they <sighs> find out the beast is gone and they're like, like, told you so. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. And Colossus can never be redeemed either. Yeah, no, it's fine. We're just kind of ignoring the Colossus in the room, essentially. Good. Um, So Beast goes to uh, find himself. No, he goes to California oh. and he meets up with Wonder Man. Oh, sweet. And like Beast is all like, hey, Wonder Man's like, you're a monster. Why are you talking to me like that? Like, right. Like we're friends. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, because we've been friends forever. He's like, okay. So they they, they kind of have a, you know, like, hey, this is what's going on. Meanwhile, other Beast is doing other Beast Yeah, he's being things. a freaking monster. Yeah, he's just doing whatever. And like, Beast is essentially going to team up with Wonder Man. And he's like, I got to, I figure, I got to, I got to prove myself to experts to, to prove to them because they think I'm a monster and I'm not. So like, I got to help to bring in the other one so that they know that I'm not a monster. Like, I'm working with them. Uh huh. And I'm like, okay. You're an idiot. He's, he's just, he's just, you know, he's beast. He's just, you yeah, know. What a like, terrible idea. What? He's like, he thinks it's a great idea. I know he does. You know? Well, that's beast's problem, isn't it? Yeah. Well, whatever. So they, they are like, X-Force is going to go get him. And they, they do find him. And like. And they murder and him. And Sage gives him the order to kill. Essentially. Yeah. And I'm like, oh no. Please don't. Please we've, don't do that. We've been trying to fix this. Yeah. But it does say to be concluded. Concluded? Concluded. So this is the like the next one is the last issue of X-Force until they reboot? Yes. Yeah. That's correct. Yep. Oh my god. So we're finally gonna finish up uh with Beast. It will be the 50th issue. Which is pretty cool. This is incredible. Ben Percy's done some some good work um with these long running books. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> um but yeah, so like I, who knows what's gonna happen? I mean, there's like they're talking about how like the, the thing that Beast stole, I think, makes black holes. It's a black hole gun. Oh my god! And essentially, he wants to take Arako off the map. Uh huh. And he's gonna put it in a cosmic vault for safekeeping. Makes sense to me that they're and, gonna do that. And I'm like, wait, hang on. I'm like, if we're using this thing, are we gonna take both beasts off the board? Hmm. Probably both in a vault. I hope not. That would be annoying. Vault? I don't know. I don't know. 
So anyway, yeah, I, I'm I, I'm here for it, and the cover was really fun. Had a real retro vibe yes, to it, it. Did. and yeah. it was just fun to even just have an issue of like, hey, look, it's Beast. Yep, he's but like, him. look, I gave you Beast. All right, now they're all both dead. I'm like, okay, cool, thanks. Yeah, thanks. Uh, I, this week I also read uh, John Constantine, Constantine, uh, Hellblazer, Dead in America, number two. Yay! Uh, written by Cy Spurrier with art by Aaron Campbell. Uh, man. This book is yeah. just so good. Um, I read issue one, obviously, when that came out. That was like, I, I was speechless. Yes. Uh, this issue is just as good. It's, it's, this is a phenomenal series. It's unbelievable. Uh, it, it's Listen, uh, if you know Spurrier's work, you know he wrote for um, The Dreaming when it returned for a bit. Yes. And uh, he was not done playing around in that world. <laughs> and there was a moment in this where they're just like, Hey, look, image of some characters that we're going to be dealing with. Uh, they don't look like characters you've seen before, but if you know Sandman, you know who it is. Mm. And you're like, crap for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Do I say it? This is like not, <laughs> you know what it is? For like the three people in the chat who, are, who would care, you're probably already reading this book. It doesn't matter. The kindly ones. Oh. are in this and i am i am so nervous for everyone involved and i am so excited spurrier just knows his stuff so so well mm-hmm. and this book to me feels more related to sandman the sandman that i know and love than yeah. the dreaming did because this book is as gritty as old vertigo used to be mm-hmm. um yeah man like swamp thing kindly ones you know daniel slash dream and it's just a good, good, good story. Yeah. And like, honestly, doing what Vertigo used to do, where it was like, hey, listen, uh, we're going to tell a story and it's going to be like scary and mature or like just, you know, you know, a little more dramatic or whatever. Uh, but we're also going to talk maybe about some things that are going on in the world. And the story does that, too. Nice. And I, I think it's really well handled and um, it just not like shoved down your throat. Yeah. Just works perfectly within the story, and you're like, huh, but that's exactly how Spurrier wrote the last run on Constantine that he had. So, yeah, folks, if you're not reading this book, what's wrong with you? <laughs> if you have any interest in this character and you're not reading this book, come on. No, I like the Tom Taylor Black Label book. That's fine. Listen, if that's your thing, that's your thing. I'm not going to, that's it's to each his own. There are so many takes on Constantine that that's are true. out there. There's so many different writers who have had um their their chance at writing john's uh story and uh you know spurrier just happens to be one that i really resonate with uh his tale so yes. i am so excited for it buying it every week we'll probably buy it you know in multiple ways that i can uh oh, yeah i'm just i'm just thrilled with this book and it just continues to be incredible also aaron campbell's artwork is on just another level yeah. i mean it is you know scary and beautiful and and horrific and just yeah yeah it's just Spurrier feeling like he fits really well with like Neil Gaiman's um, storytelling styling without being like, you know, like derivative. Yeah. Like it's just, it fits, but without being like, I'm trying to be Neil. No, he's doing his own thing. Exactly. It just happens to just be that they're both really good. So. Yeah. <laughs> we got a little uh, insight about uh, Jordi Belair, the colorist on this <sighs> book as well. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently uh, she sends colors on her book. It's always different than expected and, and surprising. Nice. Yeah, I don't blame oh, you. On, 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 on uh, Gavin's book. Oh, but very also, nice. But Jordi Belair does the colors on this series as well. Oh, does she? Yeah. So my understanding though, is that with Campbell's work, it's, it's pretty different 
how colorists will approach it. Yes. Um, As from your discussion with Aaron. Yeah. Because like he puts a lot of different layering styles into his book. And so he'll like use a lot of like, you know, stains and, and, you know, just different techniques um, on it. Yeah. And uh, so that's, that's interesting, but like it, the colorist has to get his work in order to get it correctly. Yeah. So uh, Belair is doing an amazing job because like, she's really just elevating the work. Yeah. Or they, I shouldn't assume. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, Chris Fit 138. So much speculation about the new Fantastic Four movie has me wondering if I'm the only one that thought the charting in the 60s for Doctor Strange through, uh, 2 was a fab for Beatles joke. Yeah, it was. A, it was not us. He did not. Re- he was not referring to the Fantastic Four. He when when Mordo says the Fantastic Four, he's making a joke about the Beatles. He has no idea who the Fantastic Four are. Yeah. Uh, the infamous Mike Manhattan uh, thoughts on EC comics returning through Omnipress. Oni press. I don't have any thoughts on that. I'm sorry. I, I, I apologize, but I don't really care. Uh, Charlie Hennessy or Hennessyan uh, Vacanado says, Kamvap Wu greetings from Mexico. Uh, loved last week's episode of back issues. I would love to see more. What if star Wars comics, especially what if Qui-Gon survived the Phantom Menace? Love the channel. Thank you very much, Charlie. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I would love to see that too, man. Uh, as we said, I would love to see Qui-Gon more Qui-Gon. I was really one of the few things that I really wanted to see uh, in Phantom or in uh, Revenge of the Sith, because I read the comic book before I saw the movie and both are terrible. But uh, is that there's a Qui-Gon cameo like Qui-Gon shows up, but he's talking to Yoda. And then oh. and, and it's literally like it's, it's just, just just his voice. Right, right, right. But Yoda's sitting there in the room and he's all by himself. And then Qui-Gon's talking. He's like, oh, hey, Qui-Gon, what the hell? I didn't know you could turn invisible and shit. Uh, teach me that before the next movie. And so uh, there's a shot like in Revenge of the Sith where like Yoda's doing it. I'm like, yes, here we go. And then it just cuts. Mm. And I'm like, well, that's fine. I'm already I'm already three de- three movies deep in the most disappointing experience of Star Wars in my life. Why not be disappointed by another thing that I actually like wanted to see from something that's specifically related to this universe? Right, right. Uh, but thank you. But yeah, man, I, I would love to see more what if and I would love to do more what ifs. But uh, based on the views. It's going to be tough. Uh, Judson Anastasio Rudick says, uh, much love to Comic Pop f- uh, fam. Currently reading Inven- Inven- Incredible Hulk, Blade, Batman, Superman, World's Finest, and uh, I-Y-R-T-I-A-D. I don't know what that stands for. I'm sure it's a longer book. I, I just don't have the pay- out of the brain power for it right now. Uh, as a Titans fan, uh, would you say it's worth getting into it despite the lukewarm reviews? Yeah, I think like Tom Taylor's uh, Titans book will no- it will undoubtedly deliver on what you as a Titans fan want. And it's one of the few times the Titans exist in a vacuum outside of the Justice League world. So there you go. Um, Yeah. Uh, What else we got? Uh, Let's talk about, where is it? Justice League versus Godzilla versus Kong. Oh, yay. Number Speaking of crossovers that Sal dropped. What? Speaking of crossovers and books that Sal doesn't read. Yeah, I read it though, and I like it a lot. This is fun. This is just a fun series, man. Yeah. You know, the the it's funny. The Justice League in this book make a lot of mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, you know what? Makes total sense. They've never faced any like these characters before. Like they're just making mistakes. And I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, fair, fair. <laughs> Um, so, uh, it turns out though, that, uh, Lois has a contact in with the supervillains. Okay. And so she's getting a little extra information. Ooh. It's mercy. Okay. That's fun. The idea here is that like, sometimes Lex goes too far. And when that happens, mercy will reach out to Lois and let her know. <laughs> that's great. Some stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, that's fun. That's dope. Like sometimes she's just like, okay, this is going on. Yep. 
you're going to need to stop this. Right. And I'm going to act surprised when it happens. Yep. Okay, ready? Oh, no. <laughs> How did they find us? Yeah. Um, Everyone, even Mercy, is concerned that, like, Superman might be down. Yes. And they're like, because, like, presumably, if you live in a world where there is, like, almost a living God, and then he goes down... Are you going to be a little concerned about how things are going to turn out? Oh, yeah. Um, don't forget Godzilla had been fighting uh, uh, beneath the sea near Atlantis uh, when they had released the Kraken. Um, awesome. Finally. But uh, so the three of them, like Godzilla, the other uh, monster and the Kraken, they're they're off. They're doing their thing. Uh, there is a crack in the dome. Yes. So uh, some folks are going to go try to find the beacon, some of our heroes, okay. to, to lure the monsters away, Godzilla and such. Uh, others are going to try to fix the 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 dome or to at least protect it. Yes. When Godzilla and uh, the, the fight return, they attempt to stop it, but it, they end up actually kind of not making it worse. Like they just they can't stop <laughs> they just, it. They, yeah. Yeah. And so like they uh, crash into the dome and Atlantis is, is, is seemingly lost. Oh. Um, this guy's really screwing up. Hal like jumps in. Oh, creates a dome. Yep. Or tries to. Okay. And, uh, you know, he's like, I can't hold it. They're trying desperately to to do anything to to help out. Yeah. Uh, but not to worry, as the dome or as his powers are waning, uh, uh, John Stewart and some of the other Lantern Corps show up. Great. And, and save the day. And it's lovely. Yeah. There's a really great uh, moment where um, they're talking about uh, what what is it that they're actually talking about? What scientific thing? Uh Oh yeah. Okay. So they're talking about like the dome and like what would happen to it, like since it's cracked initially before yeah. it breaks, and like, you know, like we have to fix this before it'll collapse. Blah blah blah. And like Flash explains what that means. Like you know, it's like a balloon and something bad happens. Uh huh. Relander's just like, are you Flash explaining me? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, ha. That's yeah. Funny. It's funny. Like just you know, can't help himself. No, he's got to get flashbacks. He's like, I, I got that. I got flashbacks. Here we go. Let's do it. Uh, Green Arrow had been going after uh, the League of Assassins to figure out what they're doing with the skull that they stole. Mm. Uh, he's like being stealthy or he thinks he is. <laughs> and then like for a minute, he's like, did I just say everything I was thinking out loud? They're like, no, we're just we just knew you were here. Mm. Right. Ends up blowing himself off the ship. He's like, all right, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll be back. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be back. This didn't work out. Like Green Arrow has so far not had like a, a high. Uh, yeah. A win necessarily. Mm -hmm. He's doing his thing. He's trying his hardest. Um, Batman and um, others, like a part of the Bat family, and I think the Titans are attempting to build a machine seemingly that might use the speed force, I don't know, in order to possibly send everybody back where they need to be. Great. Um, so they're, they're working that through. And they've sent uh, Kara back to deal with Kong or to talk with Kong. And when they are, when she arrives, uh, Grodd is there with a whole bunch of apes. Sure. And, they're and, like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> and like, she's like, I don't think that's what you're really here for. For. I don't know what that's all about, and and uh, she's like, "Don't worry, Grodd, you can't use your your silly mind powers on me." But it turns out he has some sort of kryptonite horn attached to his helmet, and he's able to take control of Kara's mind, and oh, she no. starts fighting Kong. Oh, uh, so now we have like a Kara versus Kong kind of a of a moment there. Okay, that's that's fun, right? It's cool. Uh, Shazam has been feeling pretty bad. Yeah, because he's the reason why Superman's dead. Yeah, so he decides he's going to do something, and they're like, "Hey, we need you to come back. We need help." And he's like, "All right, here's what I decided to do. I decided to go after the the Legion of, of um, Supervillains, essentially. Yeah. And I, uh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna take him on." And they're like, "Don't do that. But if you're there, you can at least give us some intel." And he's like, "It's a little late. Like, I'm I'm, I'm already inside, there. Yeah, and I'm already punching people." <laughs> 
But like he's like immediately taken down because Giganta just like punches downwards, mm-hmm. which is hilarious because after that happens, someone's like, did, did Giganta just kill Blockbuster? And like, who cares? <laughs> and I'm like, who is that, Sal? Yeah, right. <laughs> who cares? It's Blockbuster. Nobody cares. It's like fair. Can't argue with that. Exactly. Uh, in the end, though, uh, Aquaman manages to uh, shackle Godzilla. Mm-hmm down there so like are we got him i'm like "Eh, sure for for right now and so you realize you either have to get rid of him or the fact or like release him or that you he just breaks free because they have figured out that godzilla is there as a force of nature essentially to bring balance and since he's here and the super like he's in a weird place like he doesn't know what the balance is right so he's been lashing out okay all right that's a good explanation but some of them are still like some of the heroes maybe not don't know that just yet and mm-hmm. so they are treating him like a bad guy meanwhile lex in his power suit mm-hmm. is taking on a larger power suit okay which i am delighted by yeah lex is going in to um operate uh mecha godzilla okay <laughs> <laughs> where did he get it or did they make they, it no they they pulled it through okay. or, or what have you um and essentially he uh he's going to show them who the alpha is right yeah, yeah and i'm 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 just thrilled by this this concept yep. i'm like yep yep that's cool yeah luther can't help himself he just needs a big suit mm-hmm. he, you Love know it. like when superman showed up he needed a power suit that he, so he could stand toe-to-toe with superman when godzilla is here well, you're, you're going to have to put on something a little larger. Yeah. So I, I, it's such a Lex move. I really like this series is starting to like heat up for me. It's, it's a lot of fun. Like I said, you're watching your heroes make a bunch of mistakes. Oh, also Ray Shuggle. Oh, no. Is doing something with that skull or what have you. I, I, oh, I Yeah. And there's a huge Lazarus pit. Yeah. What I really like about this series is that like something has occurred, right? Here's a thing that has happened. And now all of a sudden there's like Kaiju in the world, right? Yes. And they're all over the place. And there's a lot of different groups who are just taking like advantage. advantage of what's happening. And I'm like, that is what would happen. Yeah. It wouldn't just be one guy. No. They'd all be like, oh. Oh, how about me? I've got like, a plan. Yeah. Grodd's like, oh, I got a plan. Rachel Gould's like, I got a plan. And Lex is like, I definitely have a plan. That's so, fun. I'm yeah. Like, that's neat. A lot of moving parts. Fun stuff. That's, that's fun. fun. Stuff. And then like, look at this. Look at this picture of Rache. Yeah, he looks great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good. Good, good stuff. I, I, I'm I'm thrilled. Hooray. Uh, well, I read Wonder Woman number six. I know you meant to. Tom King, Daniel Samper. This is a book that like, you know, even if you don't like it, you love it because the art's amazing. Samper is just crushing it. Uh, I've never seen a book that looks like this. Uh, this cover in particular is just phenomenal. All the covers have been freaking great. Mm. Um, we're taking a break for issue seven, I believe. Uh, and then we're going to come back to the action in issue seven or issue eight rather, uh, because Sam Perry needs a break oh, from wow. all the friggin' work he's doing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, if you haven't already been reading uh, this well, book, I guess the six issues is kind of a, um, like you could treat that as oh, yeah, like, it's like an, arc. an arc. So this could be like the in-between issue and then we get back to the next arc. Exactly. Ah. Uh, the backup, of course, by Belen Otega and Tom King is delightful. Mm. Uh, Trinity won't go to sleep. And uh, so John and uh, Damien trying to come up with a solution, uh, multiple solutions, and they just bicker uh, until uh, Damien finally like gives in to what Trinity wants, which is to go to the moon to like, tuck herself out. It's really cute. Just a, it is so cute and so like just delightful it's such a great I book love that. the backups have been phenomenal i'm so glad that they're separating them and putting them into their own trades yeah but like i just there's a sequence that i'm going to show tiffany that i want her to see just like of when giganta like attacks wonder woman because the whole book this whole issue of issue six is all the characters that were built up in the last issue fighting wonder woman yeah whoa and uh 
yeah just just the image of giganta's hand yeah that's really scary it's so scary i've it's never very, seen it like this very attack on titan look at that it's, it's a little like, much that's a real hand yeah it just it, but it doesn't look like it was you know it, it doesn't look like it's superimposed or something it's just, it's part of the action it's part of the story every page has something like that in it but uh, uh you know wonder one fights cersei and giganta and uh captain psycho and the triangle man like you like work together captain psycho no uh yeah i think it is captain psycho i don't remember his name but um doctor dr psycho thank you <laughs> um yeah it's just it's just a great cool big fight yeah where everybody just piles on wonder woman like yeah. one after another until uh grail comes back and just just eats wonder woman's lunch until wonder woman like rallies and beats her ass and it's just it's really cool and i was like wow like you know tom king's clearly like a big golden and silver age fan mm -hmm. and uh it's fun to see him use characters that have been relatively more recent you know like grail i'm like all right yeah good use of grail yeah yeah, yeah. Right. i haven't seen grail used in any significant effect in a while and so it was cool to see like just an actual like battle between the two of them yeah and uh yeah it's just it's just really awesome just a great looking fight and uh and and uh, you know i will uh ding it on this uh you know it's no it's not a ding because it's it's from the perspective of like a, of an asshole talking to uh trinity like the whole damn book is you know is, is is structured around that yeah but it's really verbose like this issue in particular was just so it was, it was, it was, it was not, a, it's not, you know, I understand. And it, yeah. you know, it wasn't like it was just, it's not like it was overly wordy, but the words that were chosen just, it felt very like, it felt like an episode of Dawson's Creek. Oh, and not in like a juvenile way, but like, okay. I remember, I remember hating Dawson's Creek when it was on Yeah, because everybody used like bigger words than their demographic would use. Okay. And not always correctly king uses all the words right but it's just right. like it's just like it's very it's it was very word it was you know it was a little much you know a little overly dramatic a little you know a little uh a little pomp and circumstance going on you know like there's moments where it's like you know he's building it up and building up this moment for like this for this character to say something like really like a triumphant and it's like you could have just had them say it if like, i if i may mm -hmm. if i may um isn't this story being told like a story? Yes. So if you were telling such story, you would probably do that. Yeah, I agree. It wouldn't just be like, yeah, but if... okay, now everyone close your eyes and imagine what it would look like if they had a big, cool fight. Yeah. Here we go. Ready? One, two, three. Yeah, no, it's just, it's a little much. Okay. That's all I'm saying. You know, I, I've seen this structure done before and I've seen it done sure. a little less like over the top. Okay. And not, and not an over the top in a way where it's like, I don't know. Yeah, no, exactly like that nice it's a good book it's still great i love it but i haven't had a chance to read it so no, no, I, I know i, I can't and i don't want to color your opinion say. of it but like well, you won't i have my own opinion i i, I clearly <laughs> but like you know it's just that's it was it was a little much okay um, but uh but i want you to see this like when cersei uses too much power yeah like she uses all this power uh and uh and so she's tapped out and when she's tapped out she turns into a cat and falls <gasps> oh. asleep <laughs> I want that. I want that to be my life. Like, oh, no, I'm too tired. Yeah. Oh, no, my social battery is, is depleted. Yeah. I'm a cat. Yeah. <laughs> I am a cat. It's, uh, but yeah, like, it's just, I've, I've, uh, yeah. Like, like folks, like, you need to take heed and pay attention to these kinds of things. Like, like, 
DC book. No, there's no big two book that looks like this book. No. Like it, and that, and and as much as like I did complain, you know, it's still spectacular. And Tom told Samper what to draw. <laughs> it wasn't like, you know, it's not just like. And T- King just took a backseat, let Dan and let Samper just do whatever. <laughs> that being said, like I'm sure that Samper had some amazing insight, and he definitely made his own suggestions. Oh, well, I'm sure, I'm sure. But I'm just saying, like it's a, it's a group effort, and it was a really well done like execution. Um, yeah. It just it, it's the best looking book that DC's putting out. Okay, I I, I have no. Oh, except for uh, Superman seventy eight is also great. Well, I mean, uh, and and like Hellblazer and Hellblazer. Like, that's such. Like, yeah, I guess I that's know, not fair uh... to say. Yeah, no, there's actually. Uh, it's a it's a really good time for DC actually. Yeah, well, I would say too. It's like there's something weird about considering Hellblazer because as much as it yes, Vertigo is birthed out of DC, and many of the Vertigo titles started as DC books. There is yes. something strange about calling them DC books. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, they're just they're just nailing it. You know. Yeah. It's like all right, thank you. No, they're they're the there are some really great looking books out there right yeah. now. One hundred percent. So that's cool. Yeah, absolutely. Six buy more yeah please do i got two more all right let's hear it uh i read gods this week yay which uh apparently is ending at issue eight yeah yeah uh, do you have any thoughts on that because i know that like um listen i get it but i wish there was more i've heard two camps <laughs> i've heard that either gods was always going to be eight or that the book has been canceled i saw a quote from hickman that said if they want more like if the book is a runaway success they'll make more but yeah, it's that, ending at eight so that, like to me says it, it's like it's like the a hellblazer thing was yeah. it was like we have more we yeah like we technically were signed up for this amount but we had more ready and yes. i feel like that's probably what this is yep um like you'll, you'll you can expect a book from image or something written by jonathan it'll be called deities and it'll be the rest of it just like when uh say, when when uh spurrier took uh, after Hellblazer ended the first run, he went away and he did that other book that was clearly a Hellblazer book. Kind of. I mean, I think he just had more. Like, he had more to say. He had more to say, but like you can't. This book would be easier possibly to do that elsewhere. Uh, Hellblazer is a little more difficult. You need John. You need John. You need John. Um, so, yeah, this is uh, Jonathan Hickman with art by Valeria Skeety. Another great looking. Book. Another gorgeous looking book. Uh, God's number five. Uh, this issue did not have a Doctor Strange in it. If you're <gasps> wondering, that's fine. He was he was in the, the first four. His part of the book was over. Oh, um, that's fine. So he's not coming back. I don't know. Here's the thing. Like a three more issues. Listen, like it's weird. Um, you know, we see a lot of times a writer take a character and, and want to ascribe certain um personality traits or, or or history to them because that's the story they wanted to tell and you think to yourself why didn't they just make a new character right, right. and then there are times when there is a character and like it's created out of nowhere and you're like wouldn't that have fit more if it was just this already made character uh-huh. right and this is neither of those things <laughs> uh i just i just was like struck by that because it would have been very easy for hickman to just be like i'm just gonna make dr strange a totally different thing because i want to do that and there's rumors that like this was a tv pitch and it was going to be about dr strange and all this stuff like there's sure it, it sounds like he was going to do that but sure. then didn't and and i think you're suggesting that it's a it's for the it's for the best better. i think yeah. it's for the better because like win is not steven right he's not he's not steven and and this would have definitely changed him mm-hmm. you know what i mean like he just would have been something that this book he 
they would have had to change him in such a way that either he couldn't be what this book needed or you know it would have changed him in such a way that people wouldn't like that was a weird point in steve's life yeah what what is that (laughs) but then again like remember when he was young and looked like keanu reeves or when he wore a spawn mask or yeah (laughs) but like that's not always the best thing for the character and so i i appreciate however this came about um that someone had some really good forethought and and considered what was the best fit for the story yes you know like win is a great character and a great addition and i and i like him quite a bit mm-hmm. um and i do like hickman's version of of steven of Steve, yeah but like the fact is win is not steven right like, maybe he could have been steven back in the day but like win is is not quite you know john constantine and he's not quite dr steven strain like he really has kind of become his own thing and i and i really like it yeah. a lot you like Win. You think Win's a cool like new I'm, character. I'm enjoying it, right? Um, and in this issue, like we're reminded. Remember swans? Yeah. This, well, Hickman sure does. I know. And I was like, <laughs> like, nobody's using my swans. I was like, holy crap, the swans. Okay. Makes sense. Right. And like we get this creepy, great like story within a story. I, this is me telling you, I really wish this book was going on. I know. Like yeah. I really do wish, wish there was that more they of this was book. continuing doing that. Um, but like. You know, the fact that we got eight issues of this, I think, is incredible. Yeah. Because if it weren't for Hickman's name attached to it, I don't think they'd never make this book. Yeah. Um, and I am so grateful that we have it. Um, but I do, I do want a little more. You know, this is this is my give a mouse a cookie. Like you gave me this book, and now I, I, I. Right. Well, Hickman's not leaving. You know, Hickman's not leaving Marvel. So maybe we'll get more in like another package. Sure. Sure. I don't know. Maybe a graphic novel. I'll buy it. But uh, I, I really don't know how many people are like reading this book. I know I am. And I'm just thinking to myself, who's not reading this book? It's a beautiful book and it's well told. And then right, I like, realize what I'm asking other people to jump in on. And I'm like, okay, that's it's, it's a big fair. reach. But at the same fair. time, like, yo, you know, people want, people keep complaining and it seems to be a lot of them, but apparently it's a vocal <laughs> minority of people who want like new, innovative, cool characters with a, with a, with a great looking book and a great writer and, uh, and, and an awesome premise. And it's like, yeah. here you go. And they were like, how about I just keep reading amazing Spider-Man and make it the number one book every week. And that, you know what but that's fair you know you, no when you do well no when you do something new you you risk it yes right? absolutely. Like it's, a, it's a risk for you the consumer and it's a risk for those who produce it and and um i understand that and the fact is it's a safer bet to just read something you're comfortable with yeah um but i i this is my put my money where my mouth is exactly. like i wanted this and this is exactly like what I want to put money into. I'm Precisely. happy to do it. Like each week it comes out and I go, Oh gosh, it's $5. Yeah. I'm like, no, nah, it's fine. Right. You're like, Hey, listen, uh, if you want to push gods to 12 issues, I'll give you $7. I would, <laughs> I would, I right? would like everyone here over at, uh, over at, uh, the, in the gods pool is like, listen, Hickman, tell D, tell, tell Marvel that we'll, we'll, tr- we'll spend the seven bucks and make the book keep going. Right. I would spend seven or I would spend $7 to see my favorite book not get canceled. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like Hickman writes these stories, man. And like, it seriously feels like he's just tapping into some other place, some other plane where this story exists. And he's just telling us the history of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like that's how it feels sometimes when I read certain stories. Yes. And like, that's the kind of story I get excited. It's like, about. Uh, it's like, it's like uh, uh, Michelangelo. Like the, the, the creation's yeah. in there. I just yeah. have to get the marble. Out find of it. it. Yeah. I mean, it, it's like when Spurrier's writing Hellblazer, it's like he talked to John. Yeah. It's like John just told him what to write down. Okay. Oh, hey, and then this crazy bollocks thing happened. And I then- wonder if uh, more introduced them. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, like Hickman's just, I, 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 I'm not even going to get into this. This is so out there. Right. It's like so out there and there's so much. And I just, I love it. This issue was creepy and bizarre and, you know, has like a, what the heck kind of moment at the end. But, you know, it's just, you know, it's just, there's, there's an element of story too. And like the story that they tell is, is phenomenal and it's scary. And I, and I love it. Like the story is like this bedtime story for the swans, the little girls, right? Mm. They're, they're like little girl versions of the swans. Right. And like the story is like, you know, there was this village and like this guy showed up and like, no one had ever seen anything like him before. And like, so like, they like, you know, like, like fawned over him and like, you know, fed him and all that. And like, you know, he, you know, banged a bunch of ladies. Right. And when they were done taking from him, what they wanted they put him in a pot and they cooked him and ate him. <laughs> and i was like what right and it's like yeah and the way hickman tells it like you're just looking at this story and that's when you realize that the village was a village of women and they'd never seen a man before mm. and i'm like but he didn't have to say any of it it just unfolds and i'm like yeah god like this was just great this week and yeah. and i and i just really really enjoyed it you know wins making deals and and you know being crafty and he's and he's you know would you say he's wheeling and dealing i guess i might say that um and he's using mia to help get something back that was stolen from him by like this these other like folk who are dressed like like old like you know i don't know 1940s 50s i don't have no oh, nurses nurses yeah, yeah they're like nurse ratchet so yeah <laughs> and uh yeah oh this sequence is great where they're like they like this dude they have to find these men and i'm like are you the storybook lady right oh no no right um and uh you know like they ask all these questions and i, I there's just something about it I, I love this like have you ever committed a crime again have you ever wanted to like what month were you born in was it day or night and like once he's checked off enough of the boxes they're like excellent now we'll eat you no and then she there's like an egg that's been sitting in front of him like, mm -hmm. like this little like this little egg and she's like now i want you to open it and so he just looks at it and it opens and it's like he's like oh and she's like, and now you have to write down what, what you see. Mm. And like, he's like bleeding out of his face as it's happening. <laughs> and then she takes this big, like old antique looking like stone hammer and just hits him in the head with it. Mm -hmm. And tentacles take him away. And all he wrote down was these two letters. And they're like, wow, we got two letters this time. And I'm like, <laughs> like how many people are they going through? Oh, yeah. oh, you like when you see the board, uh, you're like, it's a lot. And, like, I don't know what this is and I don't care. I just love it. And I want more of yeah. it, you know, like, you should read a shield book. I'm sure. But like, this is where, I mean, it's all connected. Oh he, no. He I, puts it all together. I understand that. But they, this is so him swinging from the fences, yeah. you know, it's magic. It's lore. It's myth. It's Marvel. It's all of it at once. And I love it. Yay. That's the quote that they won't put on the cover. <laughs> Well, we should we should address a couple of super chats. Oh my you... gosh, sure. No, no, no. That's it. Go ahead. But uh, Bear Farmer says, why do all the Fall of X books this month take place after Iron Man 15? That doesn't come out until the end of the month. It's very suck. Anyways, are you guys enjoying Batman Off-World? Hell yeah. I love Batman Off-World. Oh yeah, no, yeah, for sure. No, there. I don't know if what happened with that. I don't know if it's like a scheduling issue or what have you, but I did notice a bunch of things that were like this, that, and the other thing. And I'm yeah. like, oh, crap. All right. Um, oh, additionally, uh, I should have mentioned uh, Blair Skeety's art is uh, incredible. The it book is. is gorgeous. I shouldn't just say it's just Hickman. Uh, Freaking Skeety's work is like top yeah. tier. He's just really, it's phenomenal. I, yeah. actually, I don't know who's coloring this book, but they, mm, they get it. I assume it. it's Tamara Bonvillain. They get it. Uh, who's the no. artist? Marta so Gracia. Gracia. That makes sense. Yeah, gorgeous. Marta Gracia is one of the best colorists gorgeous. on the big two. Yeah. Easily. Um, 
somebody said uh, get some ign quotes instead no no no. it's they won't use ign they'll use comicfart.biz <laughs> like they use quotes from companies and groups that i'm like who the who the crap is that <laughs> and they're never like really strong quotes either they're like it's a book you can read <laughs> from comic fart <laughs> oh there was uh there was a moment in um there was a uh, mr sunday put out a video like today i think okay and um Mason completely just just destroyed us. Us? Yeah. It wasn't he wasn't deliberate. It was clearly like he was talking about like uh doing a review of the last airbender because they watched the new they watched the first eight episodes. Yeah. And he said something like uh they were talking about like how they were gonna re- and he's like, come on, talk about it. And he's like, Oh, you know, what am I gonna say? Like, oh, it's a it's a big fart. That's what it is. It's just a big fart. I know some I know an airbender. Or something like that. And I'm like, hey, you just completely describe what our show is. Like, congratulations. Like, that's literally us. Like, that's a review I think I can get behind. Ha 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 ha. And I'm like, yeah, that's that's you that's a none too subtle reference to us. Because it's just a big stupid or, or, comic book because it's just a big stupid fart joke. Or to back issues. Like think that's exactly no back issues. Yeah, I was yeah, no, you don't make those jokes. But, uh, <laughs> anyway, Dex Baker says, uh, circling back. To a complaint from a week uh, from a week ago about Google Books, there's no current indie on the app. Even DC books, even books DC farms to other publishers. Oh. yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. I'm sorry. Stupid. I'm sorry, man. That sucks. Uh, Moon Knight 32. Love the recent Amalgam Elseworlds episode. My eight-year-old son Dakin was so enamored Duncan? with Dakin. Dakin. I never know what the pronunciation I don't is. Know. I'm sorry, but that's really cool. Uh, he was enamored with the ideas that we now spend an hour each night making oh. up our own Amalgam characters and talking through comics. That's dope, man. I love that so much. What a friggin' what a what a what a bucket list a cool life kid. goal you have achieved, my friend. Congratulations, man. Uh, cherish those moments. Yeah. Keep it right. Keep it. You know. Take all your ideas. Actually, there's a company now. I'm not shilling for them because I don't know them. So I'll just say Google it. But like, uh, you know, kids draw a lot of crap Mm -hmm. and you got to like keep all this crap. You could you can mail all their crap to like some company and they'll make like a book out of it. Oh, that's cool. Uh, And they, by the way, it's not like they make a book out of the art. They scan the art and then you get a book of the art. They burn the art, obviously, because like who's going to keep that? But uh, you should keep all the the original. I think you would. I'm like, no, it's really sad, actually. But like but for this kind of idea where it's like you draw on ideas and write them down, take all those things and make a book out of it not a comic book necessarily but just make a book be like this is our amalgam book this this is when we spent like when you were eight we worked together we spent every night making these characters and here's our universe we've created together that'd be something (laughs) hi i'm tiffany from make a book out of it when we make a book for you we take the artwork your original artwork and we scan it in in such a way that we remove the soul and spirit from (laughs) into our scans it destroys the work but it's with you forever yeah that's right you get to keep it and it's in a resolution that will not be as good as real, but will still exist. But, but like we have to rip the essence of it out of it. Oh yeah, the naturally. Only way to do that is by destroying it. So you have a great future in uh, AI. <laughs> uh, Red Samurai, do you have a list of your top ten, ten favorite writers? I'm trying to make a pull list, so it's Hickman, Wade, Rom V, King, maybe Jason Aaron. P.S. Would love to see more Asian and Africans writing comic books. Hell yeah. I'm yeah. Gonna, no, for sure. Uh, yeah, I don't. I mean, like, I uh, do. I have a list. No. Uh, can I make one? Probably. Uh, Sizeberg. You know. Kieran Gill. Yep. Allie Ewing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I yeah. like Peach Momoko. I know. Peach I, Momoko. I think she's great. I That's, literally cannot. You wait. like her stories? Yeah. yeah. I keep trying to like, nudge myself up. You know, you could just th- these have a lever. I know. You could just use that. No, I gotta sit up straight. I gotta mm-hmm. use my core. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I mean Tom and. Uh, you know tom and chip and josh and 
Foker up on that list, definitely. I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to throw anybody, you know, uh, there, there's a lot. I don't want to miss somebody. Exactly. I don't want to miss anybody. Exactly. Uh, Kieran Weisenberg. Hey, Sal and Tiffany. Uh, yeah. Really uh, have been enjoying the creator interviews hey. over on Elseworlds. Thanks, as always, for great content. Cheers. Cheers nice. to you, Kieran. Thank you so much, man. Uh, another one coming up tomorrow. The Todd Fathers coming to the channel. Stay tuned tomorrow for a really fun conversation with me and Todd McFarlane where there was no intent. There was no plan. Like we, I think the, the original idea was we we're going to promote Spawn 350. And then it just, I was like, well, you know, it was one of those moments where I'm like, wow, like Todd's like, just do whatever, man. And I'm like, okay. So we just talked about anything. Uh, I can't wait. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Kruger, JLA Avengers is not in the DC Marvel Omnibus books. Yeah, unfortunately, that's true. Uh, do you think it will be reprinted? Yes, I do. I think in my heart of hearts, it will be reprinted. Uh, Girk Pectus, I liked it when Marvel tried to make Hippolytus their Wonder Woman. If they do a DC crossover, it should be an interesting subplot for her to meet Wonder Woman. Yeah, that'd be like if uh, whoever is the woman from the... Yeah, I, uh, I'd i rather She-Hulk and Wonder Woman fought or, or met. Uh, they've met it before, but you know, I, I consider She-Hulk to be kind of like the wonder woman uh noah kennedy hey gang wanted to see uh send some love and just say that i love the family oriented approach of ultimate spider-man talk about a breath of fresh air mm. you said it my friend uh judson anastasio rudick uh if you're reading this i'm already dead uh if you're reading this i'm already dead is the only indie i'm reading okay that, i think that's probably the book i was like if you're reading this i'm dead i uh <laughs> i, I like, want to live myself I'm like we have to right we have to call someone yeah uh thoughts on the series and any recs for other indies to start once it's over i've not read any of it i also have not read any of it but i would recommend stuff like kill your darlings or uh it depends i don't know what it's about right like, i don't what's I the don't, genre yeah exactly i don't even there's know so what the many genre things is. i could recommend like you know you could what, read uh dark spaces dungeon yes dungeon it's for book. sure even yeah. i've read all that yeah it's good it's only three issues but still it's really good no it's not it's four. Oh yeah wait is it I think it's only three. I don't know, so it's really, really there's good, there's more issues than three. Or like, like if you like fantasy stuff, then Hunger in the Dust. Yes. And some other non-IDW books. <laughs> exactly. But still. Uh, Nick Palmer, Comic Pop Woo. Woo to you as well. Love everything you guys do. Thank you. I've been sharing my love of comics with my son and back issues have been a huge part of that. Well, I'm sorry for the cursing. Thank you from uh, us to the whole Comic Pop crew. Thank you very much, Nick. And uh, love to you and your uh, and your kid. We appreciate you watching, man. Thank you. Uh, Super Kami Dende, uh, since I'm in college age, the college era of Spider-Man hits different. Does the allure of younger heroes go away the older you get? Uh, no, because I think I was out of college when I started reading Ultimate Spider-Man. So, no, I was like, wow. It was more like if it hits, if it, if it, if it, if it captures something true and genuine about being young, you will find it appealing. Mm. But, uh, but yeah. I, I got to tell you, when you said in, in your heart of hearts, my brain immediately went to, to Evangelion. Yeah, why? Because of the song, Komsusertad. I don't know how to speak German. Yeah? It, it's a line it from there. It means that? Yeah, okay. No, no, there's just a line from from there. Like They use that line in that song. Oh. And I'm like, now it's in my head, so thanks. I love that song, though, awesome. so it's okay. Did you order food? No, I'm doing that right now. Okay. What do you want? Do you want the thing you had last time or the thing you usually have? The thing I usually have. Okay. Uh, Danby 900, uh, World's Finest was my favorite issue of the week, that epilogue and how it ties in perfectly, uh, especially that last page. I know DC won't do it, but it'd be hard. But I buy a version of Kingdom Come with the uh, World's Finest epilogue. Uh, I feel the same way, man. I loved it. I thought it was great. They nailed it. Although I still think the world's fine, the perfect World's Finest, or, or the, per the perfect Kingdom Come epilogue is that, like, that one page of Superman aging through the years. 
and uh, it ending with the Legion of Superheroes. It's mm-hmm. so good. It's so perfect. And I'm so glad I found it way later. You know, where I was like, oh, I love Kingdom Come. It might be my, one of my favorite DC books of all time. And then like 10 years, 20 years later, I was like, what? there's more, a little more. And it's a beautiful, silent page. Mm. Ugh. I do. Happy Monday, Comic Pop. I like your idea about Speed Force related crossover. Hey, Tiffany. Hey. Uh, maybe they can all hey. center it around Fast Forward, aka Buried Alien. Ha! If any, if ever they could bring back Buried Alien, it would be in a crossover since they wouldn't have to hide it anymore. LJ, hey, Comic Pop, just wanted to say that I look forward to every week. Thank you very much. Thank you. Also, I want to shout out the current Fantastic Four book. I love the crazy stories. I'm glad you like it, man. Uh, I want, I want to like Fantastic Four. I wish I, I, I wish I did. I like the Fantastic Four. I wish I liked this book. Right, right. I don't not like it, but I don't like it enough to buy it. Uh, the Titan Zero, the artist has said that Gods is ending for now, emphasizing that for now part. So hopefully they're just taking a break. Okay, if Skeety wants to take a break, that's fine. As long as the book comes back, that'd be nice. So gorgeous. It's just such a good book. And Matefer, uh, does DC need a new Aquaman book? Who would want? Who would you want on that book? For me, Jeff Lemire writing, Dexter Soy, Raphael Sandoval, uh, Tommy Mono, uh, Tommy More colors. Interesting. Okay, I've I, I, I've never cared. The thing is, it would it would be very hard for me to want to read an Aquaman book. It would be it would be very hard. You make it you make it make it a horror book, and I'll bid. <laughs> there is a we have one. It's by Rom V. It's called Andromeda. We have the whole no, hardcover. No, I know, but I'm just saying, like, make it a like an ongoing. Right, an ongoing. Yeah, it was scary so, book. So Cy Spurrier, and uh, who would you like to see draw it? Aaron Campbell. Yeah, Aaron Campbell knows how to draw like ports and and the ocean and ships. Yeah, we've seen it. I want it to be like when you're looking at the page, it's scary. Like mm. I, because like I, the ocean is scary. You're I terrified do, of the ocean. I'm not terrified of the ocean. You're terrified of what's in it. I am terrified mm. of what's in it. I am terrified of like I, there is a, there's actually a, I don't remember what the phobia is called, but I'm, I have no doubt Chad can look this up for me mm-hmm. or knows it. Um, I, that it's that deep water thing. The deep, yeah, not afraid of the ocean, but the afraid of how deep the, it gets. Yeah, that, like I can go out in the water to a point, and like I can even be like not touching the ground, and I'm fine. But then I. I like if we're playing a video game, I do not want to look in the water. Yeah. I don't want to know. Yeah. I don't like it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Spurrier and Campbell doing an Aquaman book. I guess I would also read that book too. Cause yeah. I'd be like, all right, well, we got to see this. Yeah. When it's Aquaman, it's like, yeah, I don't care. Is it that? Is it Thalassophobia? Thalassophobia. Thalassophobia. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you have aliophagia. <laughs> That's it. Um, <coughs> no, but that is me. Like I, I 100% have that. It's not a fear of drowning. It's not a fear of any of that. It is literally just what is down there. Yeah. It's it's the it's deep ocean. Like I do. Like I get a kick out of seeing like when people like when there's like whales swimming and stuff like that. But then if you put a person next, to, like, like I'm ah. like I'm like no, I, I like yeah. freak out. Nope. Yeah, that's fair. Mm. Yeah, you don't like to feel yeah. insignificant. <laughs> um, I do enough of that every day. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Superman 11 uh, by uh, David Baldion and Joshua Williamson. Uh, it's just fun. It's just good old fashioned classic Superman stuff. All the villains have teamed up. Uh, you know, all of them. Well, all the villains. Every that... single villain. God. So like, <laughs> you know, like Farm and so forth, and they 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 they've enacted their super plan to kill it's Lex Luthor. Farm. Yeah, Farm. P H A R M. Uh, have teamed up and well, they they've always been teamed up, but now they're they're hatching their scheme. They're going to kill Lex Luthor and they're going to take down Superman and they were going to poison Krypton or. Uh, they're going to poison Metropolis with a kryptonite cloud that has been synthesized and changed in ways that we can't possibly imagine. Or maybe we could if we read issue 12. Um, it's just fun. It's just a classic Superman stuff. The art is exemplary for Superman. You see Superman's big but in, and, and fun when he's got red kryptonite and he's angry. He's scary. And when he's uh, heroic, he's, he's heroic and, and, and 
you know, relatable and, you know, it's just a, it's just a fun book. It's just a genuinely like it reminds me of when I thought I needed to read Superman in the nineties. Like when I picked up Superman because Superman died and I thought, well, I just read him dying. I guess I'll keep reading it. And I read like all of Superman for like a year or two. And I was like, what is happening? And I suddenly became a Superman fan. Like, that's what it feels like. It has that feeling of like, mm. of like essentialness. So yeah. yeah, it's nice. It's a good book. Uh, keep reading it. Awesome. I um I have another book that yes, I, I read, and I'm still stuck on this this ocean thing because someone was like, oh, so an Aquaman video game. Then I'm like, you know what? That's different. Mm. I'm already in the water. Right. It's just if I have to look down and it's dark. No, then yeah. I'm gonna have a problem. Well, it's like if I can't breathe underwater, and I also like I'm not Aquaman. I don't want to see that. It's no, scary. No, no, the breathing part is not the problem. It's no, the, it's like, just the it's the unknown. But like I guess if I was already like you know like in. I don't know. No, I think it still would be a problem. You're probably right. Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing. It's like, I probably couldn't do deep space either. Hell no. You didn't <laughs> see gravity. Like You don't want to see that. I did I'm just saying, like, I, like, I, I have, I have too much like uh, enjoyment of like cosmic horror stuff mm-hmm. to like, to not imagine there's something looking back. Yeah. Well, like, the word, for me, the fear is that there's nothing looking. Like, what if I go crazy and peel my own skin off? I don't want to do that. No, I guess you wouldn't want to do that. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I read Rise of the Powers of uh, Ten, yes. uh, number two this week, uh, written by Kieran Gillen uh, with art by uh, R.B. Silva. Yay. Uh, yeah, man. This book is great. It has not answered a question I still had. It does circle back to that dead X-Men book where they were like, yeah, we resurrected the X-Men team that died during yeah. the Hellfire Gala. And I'm like, yeah. And they, they're like, yeah. Right, you're like, how? They're like, we definitely did that. And I was like, cool, because I know there was a lot of theories in chat about, um, you know, maybe like they plucked them from time. Yes. No, they just resurrected them. And I'm like, but where but did where? you get the DNA from? Yeah. Were we all just like, oh, hey, I think I have part of Jubilee's scalp on my shirt. Oops. Yeah. I'm telling you, they just got to, you know, no. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, But... Here's the thing, this, this issue is great. It's like, you know, it's it's out there. It's wild. It's, you know, it is very powers of 10 level stuff. Sure. Rise of the powers of 10. We, we got those like bizarre concepts. It's um, Enigma trying to find Xavier. He's like, I can't see him and I should be able to see everything. Mm-hmm. And then realizes that like, I must have a no place and he's hiding from me, right? right? As Xavier is mounting to go back in time and kill Moira. He tells others that he's not going to do that, but like folk figure it out. Uh-huh. Cypher is like really antagonistic about certain things. Uh, and it turns yeah, out- he mattered before and now well, he's not even going to be an it, X-Men after this. It turns out he's not quite Cypher. It's <gasps> sinister inside of Cypher. Oh. No, they had, they brought him, like they did that. So that he could help, right? Like Xavier, like it's not like it's it's not like Xavier doesn't know. It's yeah. how they were able to like, oh, okay. do certain things, but they're also hiding it from everyone else, right? Mm-hmm. Um. So there's a lot going on here. The end of this indicates that Enigma is going to reach out to Moira, and he's like, "We have to like form like some sort of like alliance, alliance of some kind, right? Yeah, which may feed into my like, perhaps this is part of." like moira's like last ditch effort to save him like listen am i trying desperately you are trying to make this moira trying, thing work because i trying know to make this whole thing work i'm trying to make this whole thing work and i know they're not going to do it but i was like is there some way that this was what moira foresaw that like the only way this could ever work out is either a to become um, the villain to become the villain and like join up with the phalanx so that like humanity and mutantdom would have like an ozymandias <laughs> enemy <laughs> i love it right yeah 
Or is it that she was hoping that legitimately that the mutants would be off world because they're not here. They're on a racco and they're like in right. like the, um, white, the white hot, hot room. room that like the humans would become part of the dominion and then leave the Earth, planet. And or then like, the mutants would inherit. Or the they Earth. could go to Iraq and they'd be like doing their thing. I'm trying so hard. I think I'm, like, you're right. I think you're onto something here. So yeah. hard. Right. I don't know. Um, but here's what I do know. I was reading this and I can't tell if there's like a super subtle message. Maybe it's not that subtle. It's Kieran Gillen. So maybe it's not that subtle or maybe it is. No, no, or I think so it is message, there. It's definitely right? there. So um, we're talking a lot about how um, there's like the Dominion AI and all that. Right. And that like that's what Enigma became. He became like or that's what this whoever this right. Essex is that became the Dominion. Like this. So he has like one. he has like extra fingers and he's like weird looking and <laughs> exactly. his clothes don't like his clothes. But, into his but hang on. Hang on. Yeah. Hear me out. Listen, I was reading this book. Right. And it. I was like, OK, so it's the Dominion AI. And I was like. Is Gillen like using this literally as like um, an analogy for current AI? Because when you think about it, um, Enigma's plans all came to fruition by stealing the other <laughs> clones' plans. Uh-huh. And I was like, is this like a little like this like is AI how, comes this from? This is how machine learning learned by stealing everyone's art. Yeah, and then giving you like some kind of a weird like blend of it. Right. I love that. I was like, is that? Is that what he is he saying that? Is this like a little tiny just like <laughs> Why wouldn't it be? Absolutely. Yeah. I hope so. I love it. I was like, if that's what it is, I I I want to high five him. I, yeah. I really do. I, I love it. He needs to go to more like stuff. I like Kieran Gillen has been to New York Comic Con. Why wasn't he there this year? What the hell? It's a I, long flight. There, there's other people you hate who, flying across the country. Yeah, it's long and it's horrible. Flight sucks. <laughs> It's a miracle. It's a and miracle. It's a miracle, and it's also horrible. If I, if I, I don't even need teleportation. I just need a drug that could knock me the hell out and have like a person puppet me until I get to my destination. I just, I don't want to be on a plane. I hate it. It's horrible. Anyway, fair. Uh, no, this is just this was an excellent, excellent issue. Um, that's just feeding into what whatever is coming mm-hmm. next. Um, you know, they mentioned specifically that this takes place post Dead X Men One and Two. Mm. They seemingly have found uh, the Moira who didn't become a robot. Oh, good. So that Xavier can go and talk with her and like ask certain questions. Sure. Uh, and then we'll see where it goes from there. We're like, will Xavier um like finish this off? You know, this started with the two of them on a bench. How is it going to end? Ah, uh, that'd be kind of fun. And I'm very very excited um for this uh, you know because presumably xavier's plan is to kill her before her powers manifest, manifest and it will destroy krakoa i guess that's true and it that's would... all he can he's like that that's all i can do because we have to prevent the dominion right from if occurring. they did i guess things would just progress as normal and then i mean he doesn't have to kill her he just has to shoot her with the uh with, with the un with the unmutant yeah. ray mm-hmm. if they did that hear me out folks all right so like either they're not going to do it either they're not going to like just go like no this didn't happen because i feel like they're not going to do that i feel like they're not going to unmake the krakoa era Mm -hmm. right i hope not because if they did if they did then dark web never happened right (laughs) yeah then chasm doesn't exist right that's not true he does exist that still happened but he doesn't he he won't be in limbo anymore but like no chasm wouldn't exist no, chasm happens because of oh yeah beyond right. He falls in some I bullshit. That was had, had something directly to do with Maddie. No, 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 no. no, no. Okay, no Maddie, yeah, right. it's just a, someone noticed that right. there were two clones. Yes, yes, yes. You're right. You're right. We're just saying, dark web didn't happen. Yeah, 
That'd be nice. Wouldn't it? There'd be something, there'd be a lot of things that would change. So I don't think they're going to do that. No. Um, I, which I'm okay. I'm, I'm thrilled if they don't. Um, but I get if they do, it's, it's clean. It's easy. Honestly, what they need to do out of this, because mm-hmm. like, they, you know, they don't have a plan. Mm-hmm. And, uh, or at least it seems that way. Yeah. You know, like, there's no plan for X-Men, you know, it's like, post uh, this, post this, like oh. X, make it look like the cartoon. Like that's, I feel like that's the only directive based on every bit of multimedia that has been pushed towards us. Yeah. Is like, uh, Wolverine's going to wear a yellow suit with blue sh- shoulder guards. Right, right, right. And there's going to be a mansion and they're going to live in it. Yeah. And Sentinels are going to attack. And, right, 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 right. and, and that, 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 like, I swear that's going to happen. But if you want a big, thing in the middle yeah you get the 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 british trust and you hand them the age of apocalypse story and you have and you do age of apocalypse but like clearly they're all like going away after this for a a while yeah no but i mean give them one big hurrah where it's like because obviously it's this but like build your own universe where it's like the future is evil or you know where the future is messed up now we're like uh and again like i am that person though who i can be thankful for what we got yes yeah this has been going on for this was years cool. and it has been a thrill and a delight and i you know even now when i'm questioning like how do they get the genetic material to bring these x-men back you know that's like a drop in the bucket of things that they're trying that they're making make sense and they are aligning yeah. here uh so if that's the only thing i'm complaining about it's not bad they're doing a great job yeah you know and i honestly i don't even remember if dead x-men 2 came out it it, it comes out i think this week okay because they said that it can't that it uh that it, this happens after yeah. those two no that comes out this week um i think something got a little got messed up in terms of timing but, but it's okay this is powers of x powers of x or rise of the powers of x gets to kind of do its own thing mm-hmm. because just like powers of x kind of did its own thing when yeah. it's coming out it was intrinsically like related but yeah. still yeah, yeah. um yeah, this is a really solid issue. Gillen um, doing really great work. And again, I really hope that that AI thing is, is, is what a, it is was. Is a dig. I agree. Um, I agree. But, uh, man, I got to tell you, like, as much as I, um, you know, hate certain characters like Red Ghost, like, and just have no love for them, mm-hmm. um, Nathaniel Essex and his ilk, yes. I love to hate them. Right. They're love fun to, they're fun to, to hate. hate them. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Uh, I read Batman 144. This is the conclusion of Joker Year One. Uh, Giuseppe Camicoli, uh, Andrew Sorrentino, um, uh, Chip Zdarsky. Uh, I, I enjoyed this. It was fun. You know, it was, it's very much like a sequel to Zero Year. It is a Jim Gordon centric book. There's literally a sequence where like Batman's like, I can't go there. Jim's just gonna have to handle it. And I'm mm-hmm. like, hooray! Jim can handle it. Let's see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we see like the uh, Zdarsky is like what he's doing is he's squaring a lot of circles. Like he's connecting a lot of different things, we, we, which we talked about in issue 143. So it's like, yeah, all right, we get it. Um, but uh, but the art's good. Uh, I I see the like character model is Ben Affleck for Batman in the future stories for Andrew Sorrentino. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed it. And I can't complain. It was fun. You okay. know, like, and I liked the, I liked how it all came together. It wasn't, um, it wasn't a brain buster. It wasn't like, oh man, there's a mystery afoot. And oh, it was just more like, yeah, it's a story. It unfolded. It was based, it felt like classic Batman story. Um, the, the three Jokers thing is gone. Like they just, they were like, we did it moving on. Like it's Joker now, okay. it's whatever. And it's like, yeah, it's fine. It's, it's, it didn't, it doesn't hurt. It just, it just filled the space and did a thing. And you know, sometimes that's all you can do. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, then I don't want to talk about it anymore. Um, 
what's it called? Ah, you watch the Almighty uh, says newish fan. Right on, hey, thank welcome. you, welcome. You guys have put me on to so many great comics. That's great. To hear. Yay! I've also spent a lot of money thanks to oh, you. I'm no, sorry. sorry. So thanks for that too. Uh, uh, also happy to support the industry. God bless you well, too, thank man. You thank you so very much. much. Appreciate that. Uh, blended time uh, says hey guys big fan of the channel thank you very much you uh, i'm new to comics reading dc rebirth and ultimate spider-man old and new and having a blast much love to the team well, thank that's you. fantastic i love hearing that man i'm glad to know that like you know some of these books that like i was like these are amazing when they were coming out like people are rereading them now and they're yeah. like these are really cool uh jmail 1984 greetings popsters thanks you very much thank you, you too i love your content and i had a question what are tiffany's thoughts on immortal hulk i remember that it was a horror comic yes the original al ewing one i feel like they might want to re revisit that yeah i've never read it we have the omnibus i hadn't you read it literally read it all yeah no i could i think i hadn't read it because we like there's some books where i know we're going to do them on the couch yeah and there's a chance i have to sub in it's true and I, so like if i know something's coming up i try not to jump into it unless i'm 100 percent like sounds like i have to do it with ben and ethan like this is what it has to yeah, be yeah. like there's a book you guys just did i was like if i had wanted to read it i didn't obviously yeah. but like if i had wanted to read it it would have been fine yes you know it would not have been a problem it's true um it's true. because you definitely wanted to do it with those two yeah so some books i just kind of hang off on like just like sal stopped reading a book that i might do for halloween next year yeah just in case right so uh thorn identity says uh, which is tiffany's favorite fall of x book that's a really excellent question and uh i do think it's rise of the powers of 10 i do like fall of the house of x yeah quite a bit um but i do like um gillen writing for xavier yes you know what i mean right because there's, oh, there's, there's gene gray. gray i forgot that that was part of it right gene gray was phenomenal yeah that was really 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 good right there was more immortal x-men there was um uh... immortal x-men was excellent it was excellent uh -huh. <laughs> um yeah x-men red yeah x-men red is spectacular as well scroll down a little bit uh yeah no i mean immortal just was gillen anyway yeah. no i i do think it might be um gillen's immortal x-men to um to powers of 10 yeah rise of the powers that's fair Sure. Uh, I also read Ultimate Spider-Man number two from a uh, little known writer, Jonathan Eggman with I've art by Mark Uh Yeah, it's true. You, Wait, you, have I read anything he's ever written? No, I don't think so. I don't mm. think you'd like it. Oh, but uh, yeah, I read it too. So this is, I know. Okay. Um, so this is, uh, you know, uh, we called the episode Peter Parker, Ultimate Spider-Man's in trouble. And he is. Uh, someone was like, but not the book. Someone was like, how's the book in trouble? And I'm like, well, that's what you're supposed to click on and find out. <laughs> and the bait and switch is that the book is still great and that it, it's the character who's in trouble and not just because he's Spider-Man and he's always in trouble, uh, but also because of the decisions he made. And I was literally thinking about it when he made that decision, like, oh my God, he shouldn't do that. Be or at least, oh my God, how is it going to affect it? And indeed here it is. Uh, literally, there's actually a tease to it and the future and horrible shit on the last page. And I went, no, but uh, yeah. So the artist spectacular, Marco Cicchetto is on the top of his game. Amazing looking. I, book. I was literally going to ask you in this episode, like how does it feel to see Marco Cicchetto drawing a suit that's similar to your favorite, one of your favorites, one of my favorites, but yeah, suits. Like what is, what is that even like? like you, it's great. Like I mean, you love Chichetto. I do love Chichetto and I love uh, the black suit. And uh, this is, I mean, it's just a, it, for, it's a silhouette. Yeah. Um, it's cool. I, I'm ready for him to be in the red and black or the, okay. yeah, the red and blue. Like I'm ready for that. Um, but it's, I, it's cool. It's great. I mean, yeah. I, I'm just happy that a, a Spider-Man book is treated like a triple A title. 
you know, like you would think, because I, I was I was asked this recently. People were asking, uh, someone was asking me, like, you know, is there a Batman at at Marvel mm. in terms of like if Batman doesn't come out, comic book stores close, and like if if they stop printing Batman, like Marvel suffers. Yeah, that's just that's just a. I, I remember I said something recently on a show, and somebody was like, a lot of generalizations from that guy, and I'm like, yeah, sometimes I'm freaking right, and in this case, I am, and I'm backed up by data. But like Marvel is helped by Batman coming out. Mm. There is no Marvel equivalent. Right, right. You know, Marvel is assisted in terms of book publishing by Batman. But if Marvel chooses not to publish Amazing Spider-Man, everybody still is fine. Mm -hmm, except mm -hmm. for the people who make Amazing Spider-Man. But that's it. And, uh, you know, but Spider-Man should be that. Right. And Marvel should be gunning for that. They should be like, we should be, we should have a Batman. We should be essential. And uh, this is, this should be that. This is better than amazing in every respect in terms of it building a mystery and a story and characters and supporting characters. Who is the supporting cast of Amazing Spider-Man, right? Uh, and currently it's gang war. So like it's Luke Cage and it's like Madame Mask and stuff. Like there's a lot of crap in there. But like normally, who is it? Norm like lately it's been Paul and Peter and, and Mary Jane. You know, it's like, it's been, it's been nothing. Like Aunt May has been a bit part in that whole series. With this, who's the, who's the cast for Spider-Man? It's Uncle Ben. It's J. Jonah Jameson. It's Peter's children. It's Mary Jane. It's like, it's the mystery of who the Green Goblin is. It's yep. Kingpin, you know? There's, there's a lot going on here. And it looks great. It looks phenomenal. It, there is no other book coming out from Marvel that looks like this. No, but there are good books that look. Yeah, as, Marvel has some good-looking good. books. Yes, but uh, so yeah, uh, like we just got done talking about how phenomenal like Valeria Skeety's work is. That's in true. God. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, yeah, excuse yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God's looks great too. Yeah, so, you know, it just look they look different. Mm -hmm. So uh, we're teasing a lot of things. Uh, JJ and Ben have their uh, angle. They're figuring it out because obviously the Daily Bugle is talking about Spider-Man. Obviously, as you're reading this book, much like me, you're like, get all the Spider-Man out of the way. Where is JJ and Ben, my favorite uh, duo in comics right now? Because like when they showed up, I was like, yay! yay! Look at these old men who are friends <laughs> and trying to make the difference. Yeah. Um, I love that Pete's kids have like opinions about Spider-Man or the character that they, that is appearing on the cover of the Daily Bugle. Yep. I like that the Daily Bugle, I think, is on a, a, a tablet. I think that's the idea. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so um, Pete's become who he was born to be. He's doing his thing. He's not very good at it. He's trying to like stop, uh, you know, swinging without like crashing into water towers. He runs into the shocker. There's a fun, like bit of business that reminds me very much of like ultimate Spider-Man slash Bendis where he's talking to shocker and shocker's like, wow, you really like, you got to me. You really you're like, good at this. you're good at this. You've really like affected me as a human. And he's like, Oh, okay, well right on. And then the shocker just shoots him and throws him in garbage. Yeah. And that happens again where he's like, Oh my God, I'm sorry. I have a sick wife. And he's like, Oh my God, I didn't realize that. Nope. You're going back in the garbage. Yeah. Like, it's really, really fun. Yeah, he's getting the, the Danny catch treatment. Yes. Yes. Hit Spider-Man, Roman garbage. Um, we have not answered the question of whether it's organic. I assume this, the, the, the suit produces the webbing because the suit is clearly treated like a symbiote mm. uh, where the suit like risks the mask recedes when he wants to like wear eat regular clothes cream. or eat ice cream uh, at, late at night, which you absolutely shouldn't do, folks, ladies and gentlemen, don't do that. Um, but uh, but Mary Jane and the children don't know. No. He asked everyone about like following his dreams and doing this thing and they all gave him advice and then he 
kept it from them. Yeah. I don't like it all. As far as like, that's something that Peter Parker would absolutely do. Yeah. And I don't like it for him because that's a stupid thing to do. Well, but, yes and no. I mean, like, but it's a great dramatic there's a line it. in this that makes me think he may have been thinking about their safety. Absolutely. You know, like he was like, I don't know what this is going to be like, and I don't know what I'm going to end up doing. And I don't want to drag them into it. So yeah. I like, I like, he's still making the wrong choice, but I don't think it's for nefarious, no, or, it's like, always it's... selfish reasons. I think he's just like, no, this is the best way to keep them safe. And I, I, I'd have to do this. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Ben and Jonah are, uh, finding out that like there's the green goblins attacking. Yeah. But um, the bugle, the bugle, and the, but it's being covered up. Yes. So the, and the bugle is focusing on Spider-Man because they want to distract. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so, um, they're like, well, that's the angle that we're going to go on. Yeah. So uh, but they're thing that they haven't started. They haven't started, but they also have an idea for a name. I assume it's frontline. We'll find out. Also, uh, you know, Peter's getting them great photos. Yes, and Peter's and, getting them photos. And JJ is like, why doesn't he get them for us? He's like, because we... We don't have a paper. We don't have anything for him to work for. Yeah, and he doesn't work for us. And he doesn't work for us, exactly. So that's exciting. Yeah. I like that a lot. Uh, so then uh, Peter goes home after getting spanked by the shocker, where he uh, sits on the couch eating ice cream, and he frightens his daughter because she wanders in and she sees that guy that, that scared her in the newspaper. Right, which I love because it's very reminiscent of the Mary Jane venom oh yeah 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 like but like less intense right it's actually him yeah so he tells her who he is and he explains like where like what it's all about and he bribes her with ice cream and then uh you know she's got some ideas she's got some notes for his look well later she will yeah we get a uh, we we get our inkling into how kingpin got his position they reference him as a king uh or at least like an installed king because mm -hmm. it's the whole because hickman's writing it so he's like don't forget my boring plot about like a group of intelligent people who run the world Ugh. uh this isn't really america don't forget this amazing this 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 better than amazing spider-man book is actually like not about america and it's actually about like this random crap i made um also this is the first time uh i think that they wanted that doesn't matter, but like there's a they're the one-eyed guy. I thought it was the the previous guard, the guy who was in charge of America or of of New York pre Kingpin, right? But maybe it is Bullseye because he has one eye. Mm. Her, her, because uh, they also talk about how like he's one of the resources that was given to them. Right, right, right. Um, Pete's talking to Mary Jane. He runs into Shocker again. They fight, and uh, he gets his butt kicked again. We get a we get one image of Green Goblin mm -hmm. and uh, his uh, his daughter May draws the logo that he's going to wear on his spider-man costume that we've seen since the solicitations for this book yeah drew a picture of a spider uh, of your spider i hope you like it and i'm like that's awesome <laughs> also she is red and blue so it's like okay yeah you're the best you're the best love may but she made his suit color blue and his arms red that's backwards spider-man i can't handle it <laughs> i know well, he's, i couldn't like, handle that suit in the spider-man game and i can't handle it here that's why when he looked at it he was like well, that, well this, uh, i'm gonna use the color scheme but you know not every idea is gonna come from me you like that last line no i did not it upset me <laughs> greatly it says you might not be cut out for this but may or maybe i'll give it one more day bite me i think he's doing it on purpose i think he's trolling but uh yeah uh but like md doesn't know and she's like and when she finds out she's gonna be pissed 
And I'm like, but should she? Because she's the one who told him to do it in the first place. She didn't know that was what it was going to be. But like, that was the whole thing. That was well, the whole argument. That's what we she's with... going to be pissed about. She's like, I know what I said. Right. But like, I didn't. I thought you were going to like go start a business or, yeah, you know, like have a hobby. Yeah. But no, no. She and she assumes he's doing it because she's like, have you been working out? And he's like, maybe. <laughs> but like, that was the argument. That was the whole conversation we had well, about good the first. For her, she notices. I know. I know. Well, she better. Like, He's I'm physically there saying, now all the time. Like you know, but, like, she's paying attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, like when we were talking about the first issue, I remember being like, I like I don't know if she knows what she's like bargaining for in this. You know what I mean? Mm. And I don't know if he's being honest about what his decision is going to be. And I don't know if it's responsible for him to do it. And here we are. So we're living in it. And it's like, yeah, it's decompressed storytelling in the best way, where it's like we're let's not waste it you know mm. it would be it'd be like if you made a a, a spider-man movie everyone was waiting, was begging you to do after two franchises of it and then uh aunt may finds out spider-man's or peter parker spider-man and then you just don't have that conversation you just skip ahead like a year it'd be like that so no let's spend some time and really like live in it yeah and see i mean we just saw may react let's see his son react let's see mj react let's see ben react jj react let's see how this world builds and and how it goes and it's easy to ignore all the hickman crap yeah you know like who the kingmakers are i don't care at all well again some people are reading it for different reasons like i like Mm spider-man but like i love reading the jj ben conversations like yeah i'm I'm fine they matter stuff like i like all of it i like the world building absolutely I also am like living in a time frame where like my favorite book came back. So like, I don't really get to come like, you know, to complain. Yeah. Your, uh, That's <laughs> your fair. complaints. No, and I'm not really complaining. I'm excited. I love I know, it. I, I, know, I, 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 I ripped through it. That's why it was my last book on the pile that I read. Um, getting into super chats again, uh, Re- reaver B dumbass or dumbass. Sorry. It's pronounced dumbass. Uh, new amalgam idea. Ben and Ethan, Benthan, Bethan. It's Bethan. Bethan. We've done we've done that on the couch. Like the guys have talked about it. Like I think we said, I think we agreed Bethan, which is horrible. Nobody likes it. It's just adding a B to Ethan's name. That's why Ethan likes it. No, because it's no no that's not Ethan's E. That's Ben's E. You don't that's 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 two thirds of Ben's name. Just what about Beethajim? Or Beethjamin? No, just move on. Fair enough. Hey, how about this? What if, like, they, hey, how about this? Um, hey! <laughs> mine's the sun. <laughs> um, I was just thinking about gang war and how, like, this whole thing with, like, Paul showing up and it being, like, Peter, Paul, and, and, and Mary, Mary, and it's, like, annoying, and then, like, this whole gang war happens. Yeah. You know, let's just throw it all away, and let's do it where it's, like, a totally, um like, hollow way in which we get rid of it, where it's, like, it turns out this is all mojo. Right. None of this is real. None of these none of these characters knew that they were in the Mojo verse. Oh, none of them and are. They've, and they've just been, they've Pe- been No, Peter's been in the Mojo verse the whole time. Oh yeah, none of it's real. It's none of it's Peter real. Peter has just been there. He's been missing the whole time. That'd be so great. I'd be very okay with that. Except that Kamala actually died and had to come back. So. Oh, I used a couple of real things. You know, Mojo just looks at the camera and he's like, I used a lot of couple a couple of real things. <laughs> yeah, that happened, but it wasn't him. Or he's like, or no, she didn't die in Spider-Man. She did die though. And one day we'll tell that story. I don't know. John Ty, uh, what do you, why do you think Clark Kent's background being a journalist is never part of his stories in modern runs? Uh, I think because... Uh, there's no time. He's got to save everybody. Yeah, there's no time. 
He's got he's got shit to do. It, it, the, the the fact is, it's hard enough. You pick your books. It's Symphony. A, it's <laughs> Symphony. It's hard enough to sell Superman books, and then we're gonna sell them as also like people didn't buy. And the real reason is because nobody bought the Jimmy Olsen book and nobody bought the Lois Lane book. That's why, because mm. nobody wants to buy that and nobody wants to invest in that. That's the real problem. I mean, like you know, I, I'm I'm I, Superman. The superhero. He has all the powers and he's the coolest and he's great. And no one wants to read about him. And so two thirds of the book is going to be about him, like having like, you know, journalistic integrity and going on like, you know, surveillance runs. Like it's no, it's just not, they, they don't care. But yeah, anyway. Oh, somebody mentioned that Mojo is going to be in the new Ms. Marvel run. So maybe, maybe you're, maybe you're not too far off. I hate him though. You're supposed to hate him. I hate him. Oh, you also picked that what if, eh? <laughs> I think there's a reason why I picked him more than one reason you picked it. I'm just saying. I don't, I don't know. There's a bunch of things here. I have no idea what they are. I know. I know. It's I'm great. sure there's more. Here, you go first. All right, fine. Uh, oh, wait, what's your favorite book of the week? Oh, what's yeah. Your book what's of the my week? book of the week? What yeah. a great question. Uh, tough, though. How does one gauge one's response? Uh, I mean, it's really a toss up, honestly, because Ultimate Spider-Man was my most delighted book of the week. But I was so taken. Like, because... Ultimate Spider-Man and Wonder Woman are my contenders because right, right. Wonder Woman was just so mm, good looking. Mm -hmm. But uh, I gotta go Ultimate Spider-Man. It had the perfect marriage of art and writing. Mm -hmm. Whereas with Wonder Woman, I was like, I just I was very aware that I was reading. Okay. Um, but uh, with uh, with with Ultimate Spider-Man, it was just a joy, just a joy. Mm -hmm. I was like, wee. That's fair. <laughs> uh oh, Pete might be in some hot water with Mary Jane. But unlike in the main universe, when there's like a when there's any tumult. It doesn't mean that some magic demon is going to show up and make it go away. Like marriages work and there's arguments and there's decisions that are made. Like, it's not like she goes, you know, Mary Jane, I assume ultimate Mary Jane doesn't live perpetually on Reddit where like every decision she's making, like, Oh, something happened in my marriage. And like, you should dump him. Lawyer up, hit the gym and dump his ass. Move on. Hey, if you go home tonight and ask your husband, if he is Spider-Man, if he doesn't say yes, I think you should start a fight. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I am referencing a very specific person on TikTok. Yeah, that's it's right. Hilarious. Yeah. What's yours? Um, I'm torn. I've got three great uh, books this week. Obviously, Rise of the Powers of Ten, number two, was phenomenal. Gods, number five, spectacular. I think I have, of course, got to give it to John Constantine, Hellblazer, mm. Dead in America, number two. Uh, it, yeah. I like literally. I was like, I should probably read this book last. Yeah. And I loved Ultimate as well. Let's be honest. Oh yeah. Uh, but I like partway through trying to save that for last. I was like. Yeah, give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think it's definitely that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, Granite Liberty says, uh, love the show, guys. Thank you very much. Well, love an Ultimate Spider-Man. Meh, the Ultimate Black Panther. New Amalgam Idea, Moon Knight, Nazriel. Uh, Nightfall. Oh, good name. <laughs> oh, you know who would have liked that? Uh, so yeah, uh, as far as my picks, uh, uh, they're reprinting Lady Death. There's a 30th anniversary. Can you believe Lady Death is going to be 30? She doesn't year. look a day over 700. Right? Brian Polito, Stephen Hughes. I'm I'm sorry. I'm half joking. I'm you, just, I have like 10 copies of this because it's like a quarter. starting with Lady Death reprint. It's 20, it's $40. Oh my God. Never mind. I'm rescinding my recommendation. Uh, Punisher number four from David Peppos is coming out. Uh, we're going to find out who the new evil Jigsaw is with art by Rod Rice. Good looking book and, uh, and fun. Feels, feels like Punisher, even though it's, demonstrably not mm -hmm. uh, Avengers Twilight number three reminded me I have to read Avengers Twilight two and uh, so I'm gonna go do that and I'm gonna read uh, Twilight number three after that as well fun series and Green Arrow number nine 
Uh, what is Ollie doing with uh, Amanda Waller? What Ooh, the hell are I you feel doing? Waller's getting a lot of play lately. Well, yeah, that was a big thing. That was Williamson's pitch. Oh, okay. after a dark crisis. Okay, fair, 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 fair. Awesome. How about you? Um, yeah, the, this book that we both picked. Uh, who is right? Who is this? Oh, Jeremy Holt. Jeremy Holt. Thank you. Uh, there's a what if coming out. It's <laughs> what if Venom. I I clicked on it because it looks like Venom is wearing Loki's helmet and a Doctor Strange cape. Yep. And has Wolverine claws. There's like a lot happening yeah, on so this Venom cover. So Venom became Combo Man. Became some of your favorite characters and more. Um, I don't know if I'm really gonna read this, but I had to talk about. Yeah, it. I just to, what? It. Resurrection of Magneto number two. Great book. Yep. Al Ewing writing this uh, art by Luciano Vecchio. Uh, man, they're just dragging Magneto right on back. Man just left. Let, let him let him get find some peace here. Yeah. Uh, Jerry Duggan's writing Invincible Iron Man number 15. I read the last one. I'm going to have to read this one because uh, I'm 99% sure this is very much tied into what's going on. I know it doesn't fall the House X book, but I, 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 I have to read this one. Yeah. Um, and so I recommend you do too if you're Ooh, on the fall machine. train. Yeah. Uh, Wolverine number 44, uh, Sabretooth War. If you don't like what's going on in Sabretooth War, don't read this book. It's, it's, I know you don't. <laughs> it's part four. Uh, it's fine. I don't love it. I don't love it. I'm like, you but, can drop this, you know. It has nothing to do with the fall of X. But what if it does? You know it doesn't. All right, maybe I will. I don't know. Um, but, I mean, what I do appreciate is that the, this is what they pitched. Mm -hmm. And they're giving this to, to us. Yeah, you know? that's true. So, uh, Flash number six, a, a book a lot of folk aren't a fan of, but I love. I yep. love this book. Simon Spurrier uh, writing it. De uh, Mike Deodato Jr. on art. I really, really like this book, but I, I, I get you, guys. I, I, I definitely, yeah. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I understand why some folks are kind of like, meh. <laughs> meh yeah, this, this is not what I signed on for. Yeah, uh, Phantom Road number nine is also coming out. There's a book I, I have not picked up in a minute. I am, I, am, I am sadly, sadly behind. Mm. Um, oh, that is not. No. That is not our friend. No, it's not. Oh, wow. New, new Conan, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Um, I feel like there's other things here. I can't I know I want to read. my stupid phone. I, I just saw a Giant Size Fantastic Four, and I was like, oh, yeah, it's kind of fun. Like, I wonder who's working on that. And uh, it looks like it's Baby Nicieza with uh, art by Creasley. And uh, so, yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I probably won't read it, but uh, I'll, I'll try. <laughs> I'll give it a I shot. There's a lot going on. <laughs> there's a lot. You got to catch up on some stuff, you, you, you jerk. Yeah. Get off <laughs> no. my back. Everyone who's not complaining about things. I thought there was something else I saw earlier, but I, you know what? That that's enough. Yeah. For now, ain't, ain't that enough? There's plenty more where that came from. No, I'm sure there's there's other things that I would like to check out um, mm -hmm. at some point. And uh, you know, I, I really don't know. Now that I'm looking at this, um, what if Venom? I'm like, am I gonna really read that? <laughs> I'll try because there's. A, oh, that's there's, right. There's also another cable book coming out. Yep. And um, Dead X Men. Oh, Dead X Men number two. Thank you. That is also that. Uh, by the way, cable. Is also written by Fabian Nicieza. Mm. I definitely read like that, so I may not pick that one up. But mm -hmm. that, that just wasn't for me. But Dead X Men number two, I'm definitely gonna have to read that, where they find oh the Moira that we have to we have to, to talk about. Yeah, and Penguin Seven. Penguin Seven's coming out. Oh. Penguin is a great book. That's great. Okay. Okay. All right. Good stuff. Yeah. A lot of books. A lot of books coming out this week. A lot of week. books. I'm sorry, folks. But uh, I should mention that uh, also Samuel Summers says uh, it was funny seeing you and Comic Pals being pitched to Malcolm Comics the same way you and Joel pitched ideas to Joshua Williamson. Felt like a full circle moment. It did indeed. Thank you very right? much. Right? Yeah. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. It was nice of uh, Josh to, to come on and do us that favor. 
Uh, he also says, I really hope they introduce May as a potential Spider-Girl and Ultimate Spider-Man. In the future, maybe the spider bites her before dying. Hmm, what happened to that spider? Where is it now? I don't know. Uh, Stupid Sandwich, thank you for your generosity, saying, sorry I missed wow, the last few you. weeks. Don't worry about it, man. I'm glad you're here. I have been uh, ill, but I'm better oh. now. Good to hear. Uh, question regarding the new Amalgam Universe. What mechanism would be the best way to tell new stories? Do you still prefer prestige one-shots or something akin to a single Omni? Honestly, uh, they were only released as like single issues, so I would just do the same thing. I'd just be like, boom, 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 boom. Um, although I can imagine them also being like, we're not going to put the kind of money we put into the last one. Like there were like, there were a lot of them. There's enough amalgam issues to, to necessitate an omnibus. I can imagine them going like, rather than do that, we'll make four amalgam books that will be three issues a piece. Cause that was another thing we were talking with Josh about on the, uh, on the sister show, else worlds exchange in which he was like, part of the sad thing is that like the book just stops. Like there's only one issue. And he and I both speculated, like, I wonder how much more they wanted to tell. Like, it must have been fun to make. It must have been fun to plan. Mm -hmm. It must have been a bitch to make. But it must have also been, like, really, really fun to, like, put together. And I wonder how how far they went or how far they wanted to go but couldn't because, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And you watch uh, yeah, The let Almighty. Let me read this one because there's a word in this I have to try to say because so, I struggled with it last time. You watch The Almighty saying, uh, Lord of the Rings comics when? With how successful the Shadow of Mordor war games were, uh, a gold mine is there. Silmarillion comics would be insane. I agree. I nailed got it. it. You nailed I it. think. Yeah. As, <laughs> as it stands, um, and we speculated this on, on the show and in like a short we released but I was like, oh, it's got to be Christopher Tolkien. And yeah, as it turns out, yes. Uh, they made one Hobbit comic and Tolkien hated it. And so he's rescinded any rights to, to, to make comic books. Dang. And I'm like, that's okay. Christopher Tolkien isn't exactly a arbiter of talent mm. uh, or the very least of, of quality. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I would love to see some Lord of the Rings comics. If you are uh, looking for something similar, and when I say similar, I mean, not at all then uh, you should check out the last unicorn comic book from Peter S. Beagle. It's gorgeous looking and also <laughs> is just like reading the book or watching the movie, um, but better because it looks better than both those things. Cause Yay. you know, it's your, it's your, it's your mind creating an image, which, you know, who could possibly want to see that? And, uh, and, and Rankin and Bass did a nice job with that movie, but uh, you know, it's a little old. Thank you um, for all the support chat. For, I, they were like, yeah, I you got did it. it. You nailed it. Silmarillion. Yeah, by the way, talking about that, how Amalgam comics should come out. Remember we were talking a while back about doing like um, collection comics, kind of like Shonen Jump style, yes. where it's like just parts of the stories. And since the Amalgam idea. comics tend to be fairly short anyway, I feel like it'd be less of a lift for the writers to do that, but maybe there'd be more of a, an opportunity for longer runs to occur That's or true. for more of them to come out because it's like, but I want the one where Batman so yeah. I gotta buy this and I get like all these other amalgams right. like, in there. Dark Claw will always there'll there'll be a big there'll be a trade paperbacks worth of stories for Dark Claw. And you'll get like six to eight page long amalgam stories as well. Oh, okay. No, I was thinking like, like you doing be a new whole... ones. I was thinking yeah, that's like what they, I'm saying. they do like the 80 pagers. Yeah. Right. And it's just like a whole bunch of like parts of the story, and then you gotta pick up the next one to get the rest of the story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, so yeah, no, like, but I'm saying like for you do like six volumes oh. and through all six volumes there is one full dark claw story yeah and then in each one there's one little story for each no, different I, amount I, of I think i don't think it's that i think there's like like however many pages is the right amount to do this because i don't know the page count for this type of thing yeah where it's like call it like eight pages of the dark claw story and then there's like eight pages of 
um, gimmick. And yeah. there's like eight pages of another one. You know what I mean? You right. Three or four of them. And you have like, you know, volume one, two, three of that comes out. Yes. And so then you get all three of like those stories in completion, but you force people to buy other books when all they maybe wanted was this one. Yeah. Uh, That's and- probably not the way that American comics can function. I want it to be. Who knows? But I don't think that's how it works. I don't think that's how people want to buy. Mm. So I, I LB10 says, hey, guys, don't want to make you feel old, but I've been watching you guys since middle school. Yay. And now I'm, li- I'm listening to you guys every chance in college now. I hope. Thanks for all the good vibes. Doing your studies. Of course he is. He's in college and doing it. Yeah. But uh, thank you. Study man. it up and take advantage of it. And thank you so much for watching us for this long. Yeah. We really, really appreciate it. I knew you were out there because, uh, I, you know, we always have like a there's a turnover for YouTube. A but burnout. that's amazing for you to still be watching. So, yeah, no, that's 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 incredible. Yeah. Thank you so much. And I should also mention uh, that uh, in, on March 12th, I believe, March 13th, uh, Helen of Windhorn is coming out uh, from the team that gave us Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow, Tom King, Bill Gazevli. Uh I don't think you've read it yet. No, I didn't. Uh, no, I read a little bit of it. Yeah, I have. Uh, I was gifted a copy uh, to prepare, and uh, it's great. If you love Supergirl, you're gonna love this. It's amazing. It's gorgeous. Yeah, I definitely it's, read a little bit of it. It's brilliant. It uh, you're gonna, yeah, you would love it the most. Uh, and uh, but it comes out on March 13th. So if you want a copy of Helena Windhorn from Dark Horse, you need to pre-order it. Please let your comic shop know. Give me a copy of Helena Windhorn by your, by, by the way, because uh, a bunch of made-up nonsense. It's a Helen of Windhorn. So just Google Helen of and tom king and you'll get the windhorn part but uh helen of windhorn uh check out that book you know what i'm even going to go ahead and put it on the screen for you it's uh it's from previews world uh this this particular screen but uh that way you can just see it and then you can order it if you need to uh great book and uh yeah and of course from dark horse so Mm. you know it's not uh, it's not one of the big two so you can feel like a smarty pants for reading it but uh yeah thank you to our super chatters for sponsoring today's show thank you to our chat for keeping it cool and being great and for your kindness uh thank you to uh the comic industry for keeping us employed and we'll see you guys next week with another episode if you want more there's more there's so much more here on this channel tomorrow todd mcfarland's gonna be on the channel uh tiffany's gonna be streaming for the next couple of days over on youtube.com slash comic pop or comic pop plays or on twitch.tv slash comic heck yeah uh, all links for everything we're looking for here in the description below this video and every video we make yeah and listen we were doing god of war but that's taking a back seat because i am part of the hell divers now that's right so it's hell diver time uh honestly <laughs> god of war took a back seat to like fed phantasmophobia and uh phasmophobia whatever and and, and, lethal company. and lethal company but when i can play lethal company with you guys yes heck yes no yeah i am democracy <laughs> <laughs> liberty yeah quotations around all those things yeah but, yeah, uh, yeah we gotta fight back the automatons people come on yeah but uh they're, they're kicking our asses definitely check that out of course uh everything you want <laughs> is here uh and uh, if you want to help us out more just click the like button it helps us out uh, somehow i don't know how but it does but it does and we appreciate you all for we doing do indeed it. so thank you all and we'll see you guys next time i'm sal and i'm tiffany thanks a lot for watching Bye-bye. bye